Captain's Log, Stardate 1776.freedom. I'm Captain Britain. And I'm Captain Spencer. And I'm Yeoman Pat. These are the voyages of the Starship Soyager, our ongoing mission to explore new Trek episodes and to seek out old Trek, both cringe and based, and to boldly go where movies star Polly Shore. to the bridge this is soy trek the show where three trekkies ask themselves every week can i get a little bit of that <laughs> jamaharon sticky sticky mm. <laughs> a little I bite what you did there uh today we <laughs> kitty, will be watching kitty. lower decks <laughs> season three episode two the least dangerous game and the next generation season three episode 19 Captain's holiday. Mm. Yeah, but, but before we get into that, let's check in on what's new in the world of Star Trek. We got Trek news for you. News you can use to wash away your blues. We got Trek news for you. What the fuck you gonna do? What the fuck you gonna do? In Trek news this week, it was announced that there's going to be a crossover episode between Star Trek Lower Decks and Star Trek Strange New Worlds. While the crossover oh. episode was announced a few weeks ago at San Diego Comic-Con, this week Jack Quaid, who plays, uh, who plays Ensign Bradward Boimler on Lower Decks, clarified exactly how the crossover will be happening. He says, quote, so Tawny Newsom and I are playing live action versions of Mariner and Boimler. Quaid mm. uh, told Variety, we're coming on to Strange New Worlds. We're coming aboard the Enterprise. I won't get into the plot details of exactly what happens, but we got to be on the physical set. We got to actually be in the bridge and the transporter bay and hallways. We got to go all over the ship and interact with uh, that amazing cast. There are some animated elements to the episode, but it's not like Roger Rabbit where like there's an animated Boimler following Pike down the hallway. It's not like that. Uh, Quaid also said okay. that he will be sporting Boimler's signature purple hair. Mm. He said, oh, it's purple. And he confirmed, uh, definitely purple. We made sure of that. Yeah, it was really, really cool. That was such an interesting challenge as an actor to take something that I usually just do with my voice, but then inhabit every bit of him. I studied the way the animators and artists rendered Boimler and his movements and certain little gestures he would do. I tried to bring as much of that into the episode as possible, but trying to do things that were a little too big, a little too animated in a live-action setting, but still keep it within the Boimler range of movement. That was such a cool challenge. But I think the real blessing shooting was having Jonathan Frakes as the director. He's such a legend, and he just absolutely nailed it. He directs so much Star Trek, and just to have Riker telling you what to do, if Riker is saying that you're on the right path, you probably are. So that was just a dream come true. A reminder that uh, Riker um, directed uh, Insurrection. Uh, moving right. on in Star Trek news, <laughs> it was so announced weird. this That's week. That's such a weird thing. 
I, I, we got to talk about that for a second. It's so mm-hmm. weird that they're doing that. They're bringing yeah. the animated characters into IRL, right? That's that's weird. I don't it's know. Cool. It doesn't feel in keeping with the tone of Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. You know? I, th- I think I think the problem is that like they're from completely different parts of time. Yeah, like, right. they're they're from 120 years, 130 years difference. So that doesn't make any sense on that level. And plus, I always felt like Strange New Worlds was sort of outside of the main canon of Star Trek. Like, wait, Strange New Worlds? Or I mean, uh, I mean, Lower Decks. I'm yeah, sorry, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, right. well, yeah. not really, because it references like the canon of Star Trek all but the time. I, but I always but feel like, does it in a very meta way, where it's like right. tongue in cheek, where it's like because you know they reference right. like um, you know the marketing and stuff, and right, right, and things that are very like untrekky, and but you know, but you know, but you get because. You appreciate you watch Star Trek, and, right? But right. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I always, I how I thought when I first heard the crossover, I thought it was going to be like the uh, Strange New Worlds cast mm-hmm. uh, visiting, you know, uh, Lower Decks, which See, an, that you know, would animated. make sense. Yeah, right? could, there's a lot of ways they can make that make sense on Strange New World, right. or sorry, on, especially on Lower since Deck. it came so much like beforehand. They mm-hmm. could be like holograms right. or like on the holodeck doing something there. But mm-hmm. yeah. The other way around, yeah. it doesn't quite make as much sense, I don't think. Yeah. It's a strange thing to do. That's really odd. I'm 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 hopeful it works out, but yeah. <laughs> I'm skeptical. But you know, like Tony Newsom and Jack Wade are both like actually good actors. Though. Yeah, and they and, look like their characters. Yeah, themselves. they they do, and like I think they're better like live action actors than they are, um, you know, is, fucking physical actors. Uh, sorry, what was the other character? So we got Boimler and who else? Mariner. Is, main is that the main character? Mariner? Yeah. It's the main character of the show? Is that the main character in Lower Decks? I'm, I don't remember what yeah. her name is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Mariner, yeah. Mariner, okay. okay. Yeah. I've watched a lot of Lower Decks, but like, I don't know. For some reason, it's hard for <laughs> but me somehow to remember that you don't remember. Name. I actually don't know the names of any of the characters except for Boimler, <laughs> but uh, wow. it's, it's fine. <laughs> That's not fine. Um, <laughs> moving on in Trek news, it was announced this week that Tasha Yar will be returning to the Star Trek franchise. On the opening day right. of this year's Mission Star Trek Las Vegas, Denise Crosby, who played Tosh Yar, among other characters in Star Trek, revealed that she will be returning uh, as Yar for an appearance in Picard Season 3. Hmm. After being asked directly if Pro- uh, Crosby was returning with her TNG colleagues in any capacity, she answered, Oh, I don't want to give away too much, but I'm going to tell you, you will see Tasha Yar but I'm not going to tell you how. Mm. You've got to watch, which is unfortunate. Uh, The last time Yar appeared in the series was in the finale of TNG, All Good Things, when she appeared during the events of Encounter at Farpoint. And technically her her half-Romulan daughter is still alive. Yeah, right. yeah. Who right. was also in like season four and five of TNG yeah. or something like that? Yeah, whatever. Um, never really did anything with her. Yeah, and she was played <laughs> by Denise Crosby, yeah. which would be interesting mm. if... Somehow they brought her back, although mm-hmm. she's she was pretty minor and she's only like two episodes. Yeah. I don't know if it'd be right. make a ton of sense, but whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna call yeah. it right now. They're gonna have her return as this whole like ghosts of the past <laughs> type of bullshit. They're gonna do yeah. Ooh, like, you know haunted awesome by his she... past failures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's what's gonna happen. That's how they're gonna so, bring her back. So it's gonna be it'd be cool if she came back as a ghost, but like a, a sexy Scottish ghost who's a lesbian mm-hmm. now, Ooh. and her and Crusher got a thing going. I can dig it. Yeah. Sure, that's what I'm talking about. Here for it. Here for it. And finally, in Trek news this week, Picard showrunner Terry Metalis can't shut the fuck up about Picard season three. 
<laughs> this time teasing the much speculated role for Brent Spiner in the upcoming season, which we have oh, talked God. about before. Who is speculating about that? No one cares. <laughs> no, we have literally speculated on this podcast about that. I don't know if it was just me and Pat or mm-hmm. me and you and Pat. No, we, but, we've speculated about it as well. Yeah, but, we've, like, we've, on, mm-hmm. but we don't want it. We yeah. don't want it, but I do care because it's going to make me mad pretty much no matter what they do. Like, right. there's no way they can put Brent Spiner in here unless it's like in in like I don't know fucking like recordings of uh, Noonien Soong or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. there's very few things they could do to like actually make it compelling and interesting and not like. Why did they bring back Brent Spiner? Well, really, he's a good age to actually play Noonien Soong without any makeup. <laughs> yeah, because Noonien Soong's fucking old, and he was always true. like decrepit as fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. his character in um and in the Independence Day actually kind of looked like a long white hair. That'd be cool if he w- he just like returned playing that character instead mm-hmm. of you know a Noonien Soong character. Another Soong, like yeah. A- yeah. too many Soongs. The fifth. Fourth or fifth Soong? He plays so many Soongs. I think the fifth Soong, yeah. if, if if he plays another Soong, I think it'll be the fifth Soong, which is un... What, what was un- the name of the Soong in that was in the last season? Is it, it wasn't... Harry, Steve? I don't know. Steve Soong. It was, it, was, it was Andrew or... Yeah, I think I think it was Andrew last season, mm. and then the one right before that was like... Uh, not Elon, but something close <laughs> to that. And then, uh, yeah, there was Eric and um, Eric. Yeah, 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 and Enterprise was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and Enterprise. Um, uh, and then there was who was the one at the end of the first Picard season? I don't even remember. <laughs> I think that was the Elon or Alim. Oh yeah, oh that's right, or something like that. Alim. I totally forgot about that soon. Yeah, there's too many soon. There's no straight up. There's two soon's on TNG, two on Picard. Well, I'm wondering if they're going to somehow bring his Soong character from the last season back I somehow. I don't want that. The Elon like, Musk Soong? Oh, because uh, like he was looking up the Khan program, maybe he's going no, to freeze himself. No. He's going to freeze himself. Oh, that sounds really dumb. I hate that. <laughs> I, I know. You just got to think. You just got to like yeah. put a, like a metal spike in your brain and think, uh-huh. like, what would they write? And then it's like, well, oh, uh-huh. he's going to freeze himself well, and come back. Well, before, <laughs> before we yeah, go any further yeah. on speculation... <laughs> Having played two different Soongs and a flashback uh, data already in Picard, all of whom have been effectively written off the show, Metallus revealed that Spiner will be playing a quote-unquote new old character on the show. Mm. Uh, oh, a new, another lore, new song. New old. Oh. So He's going to play Metallus continued saying, quote, Brent's character is specifically tied into the plot and the mythology in ways that if you were to show a poster you would have a thousand more questions and I think you want to earn it, but he plays a new old character that you have seen and never seen before. It's, we think a great way to do this that honors what has come before yet treads new ground. I'm going to kill myself. I know it's yeah, fucking, he just said a bunch of nonsense. Terry Metalis is a fuckhead. You've never seen him before, but you have. Yeah. <laughs> It's, he's a mystery, but a familiar one. It's like, just yeah, say, yeah. like, it's like a fucking riddle. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> we're introducing a new villainous hero into the franchise mm. who has existed before in ways you've never seen before. Great, all right. What are you saying? <laughs> what is this? Maybe uh, it'll be like a robot Noonien soon. 
Oh, shut up. Yeah, a yeah, clone yeah, of yeah, Noonien yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. There oh, you go. Yeah. A clone, yeah, a clone of uh, Data. A human uh, he's clone just old of Data. data. Oh, yeah, he's old Data. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who aged because he chose to, like Guinan. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was Data, <laughs> Lore, yeah. and then a human third brother. Oh, yeah. That we mm-hmm. never saw. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. No. Yeah. Well, that's all our, uh, all our fucking Star Trek news for the week. Why don't we get into the new trick for this week? Lower decks. Hell yeah. Let's talk about tricks, baby. Those lower decks, baby. Let's talk about all the bad times, all the punchlines, maybe. Let's talk about Trek. Lower decks. Season three, episode two. The least dangerous game. Released on. Thursday, September 1st, 2022. That's today, everybody. Yeah. Holy shit, that's today. That was written uh, written by uh, (laughs) Garrick Bernard. Uh, This is his third episode that he's written of Lower Decks, and Mm -hmm. he's also written extensively for, guess what? Rick and Morty. Solar Opposites. Close. (laughs) Very close. Yeah, Yeah, same thing. The other other (laughs) Rick and Morty. You had a 50-50 shot there. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you really did. You were just blowing your load in the wind there, hoping it stuck. Uh, directed yep. by Michael Mullen, mostly known for his work on the two Kung Fu Panda TV shows. Hmm. I had no idea there were Kung Fu Panda TV shows. Me two either. of them, apparently. At least two of oh. them. He was involved wow. in two of them. Directed 27 episodes of one and I think six of the other. Hmm. So he's he's very accomplished in uh, right. directing Kung Fu Panda television. Right. Hmm. Right. We open. Do, do you think that uh, gets him a discount at Panda Express? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. they got to have sponsored Kung Fu Panda, right? Like yeah. it's in I the wa- name. So I wonder if Panda <laughs> Express actually and like WWF and places who use pandas actually have to license it from China because I don't know if you know this, but you have to license pandas from China. Zoos zoos have yeah. to pay zoos literally have to pay a million dollars rent a year on pandas. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. That makes sense because right. they're endangered and stuff. And yeah, and are they still endangered? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And China, oh, yeah. China like breeds all of them, and mm-hmm. like, yeah. So, yeah, which is kind of nuts. Yeah. China owns all the pandas. That'd be so sick to just like own all of one animal and rent them out. I mean, yeah, it like wouldn't be humans. sick. That, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, they they tried that. The East India Trading Company tried that a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, they did try that. Didn't yeah. really work out. They were like, no. well, they're kind of like human pandas, aren't they? <laughs> uh, so, um, we open on Klingon General Martok Hell's licking yeah. blood off his weapon, and he says some epic Klingon shit before it's revealed that this is playing on a pad and it's some sort of Klingon role playing game. Called Batleths and Behunks, uh, being played by Tendi, Rutherford, Mariner, and Boimler, who are the four main characters on the show. Spencer, <laughs> you should cool. get familiar with the four of them because. So um, okay, okay, the other ones are not as confusing. The the Mariner is confusing to me because they sometimes call her Mariner and they sometimes call her Beckett, and I'm never sure yeah. which she is. Is Beckett Mariner is her name? Okay, well, there's Bradward Boimler. I forget okay. Rutherford's name. He's always just Rutherford, and I forget. You know, I think I think the big problem is that the mo- the majority of the lower decks I've watched, I've watched without subtitles for whatever reason. Even though I mm. typically have subtitles on, and so like I don't know, it, my brain sucks these days. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's too much um, shit to keep track of. So so uh, we should note uh, that they have uh, chips and guacamole and blood wine. Hell yeah! Which they have a lot of guacamole. 
They do. They do. Awesome. It always seems they're like um, eating like nachos or guacamole in Mm -hmm. Rolodex, which I kind of like. I kind of like that. Like that's such a thing in the future. Plus, like you kind of figure like like it just looks and tastes like that stuff, but it's actually very nutrient dense. Mm. So it's not actually like fatty, so you can eat as many nachos as you want. That's what I'm guessing. Is it though? I don't. I don't. I don't think like. I don't. I, I'm pretty sure the replicators are meant to like replicate it as close to its original as possible. I always assume that they would make it would it would yeah. taste like it, but it would be it's very like enriched bread. Basically, yeah. I'm with Pat on this one. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's how it works. Yeah. But there's yeah. but there's like no way you can actually make something like crispy without oil and shit. This like is that. the future, and it's, it's and it comes future. out of a magic box. Yeah. <laughs> so He's, I think it comes out the, crispy. In, in that in that case, why couldn't um with his fucking uh, in Star trek 5 mm-hmm. when spock had his um marshmallow um replicator why didn't it come out pre-roasted perfectly roasted because he, he wanted to roast them himself that's right. not logical <laughs> that is not logical. but it's part of the, it's part of the ritual that he was taking part of you know vulcans love their rituals that's, that's, that's not true. a vulcan ritual <laughs> and, and also if he loved rituals so much, why did he not join in in rounds on row, row, row your boat right then and there? That is a human ritual. He, he, he should. T- he has taste though. In some in right, right. He <laughs> likes marshmallows. He doesn't have fucking taste. I like marshmallows. Are well, good. Hey, I like marshmallows too. <laughs> yeah. I stand good. by my comment. He likes marshmallows. He doesn't have fucking taste. <laughs> Moving on. One fifteen. Cold open is over. Uh, cool. Yeah, very yeah. very quick joke. It was a funny little joke. It I, wasn't. I like that they yeah. got Martok, actual Martok. Yeah, to do yeah. The voice JG Hertzler. Yeah, JG yeah, yeah. Hertzler. Yeah, Best, I almost uh, said JG Wentworth, and I was like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, no. I, I fucking love Martok. He's my favorite Klingon. Like your really? favorite Klingon? He is. That's a, yep. Wow. I do like Martok More, quite a bit. But Gauron. Yeah, Gauron fucks, dude. Yeah. I like I like Gauron, but I think Martok is the best Klingon. Like when he's like. um <laughs> When he like uh, he's a uh, Worf's uh, hype man when he's in the Jim Hadar pits that that's yeah that is sick, <laughs> that's, that's oh, sick. That's good. and and plus I like the friendship that him and Worf form where they're just like the two mm-hmm. coolest Klingons. Uh, yeah, Alexander is the true. coolest Klingon. Oh uh, yeah. He's got all that teen angst. Like, <laughs> Alexander is not the coolest Klingon. Go, go, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so Alexander after- is is the Baron Trump of the Klingon. <laughs> Empire. <laughs> how do you know? How do you know if Baron Trump's cool or not? You've never. You don't even know what he looks he's, like. He's like seven feet tall. Right? No one's to. ever heard his voice. Yeah, he's like. Yeah. He's basically like uh, Yao Ming, but the son of a president. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably just plays Minecraft all day or something. Like, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, or right. Fortnite or whatever. Probably kids play. does a does a lot of VR porn jerking <laughs> off to that. No, definitely. I mean, like, who wouldn't in his position? You know. Yeah, he has access to all the best stuff, so I'm sure he's just like oh, yeah. he does have like that crazy VR headset and. Mm-hmm. He probably crazy. like it's like three hundred like, bucks. Sit, he probably like sits on the golden toilet and like jerks <laughs> off to VR porn. Like, <laughs> have you ever tried to jerk off on the toilet? It's not comfortable. <laughs> have I jerked off on the toilet? You're really asking me. Come on, what do Come I look on. like? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I know how you like to uh, to groundhog it while you're jerking off, but I didn't know if you did that on the pot or not, or if you just did that in bed. And just took the risk of uh, shit in the bed. You it's never want to take. It's called the a self blumpkin. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, now 
then that's when you're like, like remove a rib so you can suck your own dick while oh, taking a yeah. shit. You know, I'm pretty suck sure your own dick while you're taking a shit. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's <laughs> done that. Rob Zombie or Trent Reznor, somebody yeah. has done that. <laughs> we want answers. Uh, did you know that uh, Rob Zombie had his lower two witches removed so he could slam in the back of his own dragon? <laughs> that's true. He did. Facts. Um, Hashtag facts. So, uh, the group of, um, once again, Mariner, Boimler, Rutherford, and Tendy continue to play the role-playing game, uh, and they make fun of the, they make some fun Klingon references, including, uh, talking about a, a Gowron expansion for the game. Yeah, because, right. like, the the real-life game had Gowron. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... Like the uh, VHS um, which, board game, yeah, which I actually had as a kid because mm-hmm, my dad bought sick. it. Uh, my, of course, but, your dad like, bought it. Yeah, mm-hmm. me and he, my dad never played it with anybody ever. <laughs> so me and my brother tried to play it one time, and it was like incredibly confusing. Mm-hmm. And like we were trying to figure out the rules like as we were playing, but the problem is the entire thing is timed, and I yeah. think it's like a on a one hour VHS thing that's like mm-hmm. a countdown. So we're like. Frantically trying to learn the rules <laughs> as we're like, you know, the, we got this one hour timer going down and you can't pause the ship. The the ship tape? <laughs> well, you can, but mm. you know, we were like, oh, well, you're not supposed to with, with the game playing. Yeah. Mm. Me and my brothers played the atmosphere, which was like the horror version of it. And we love that game. We played it constantly. <laughs> we were nice. just like, we'd always rewind it and then play it again. Mm-hmm. It's like the uh, had a little weird keeper, and then they had other versions that had other weird little fancy characters, like like zombies and like uh, werewolves and vampires. That sounds pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. It'd yeah. be cool if they made one of those that was also like a JOI tape for, <laughs> for <laughs> instruction. Yeah, where yeah, the zombies like, like after the game. It's like after the game is over, then it's like, oh, you're still around. <laughs> Take off your pants. No, no, no. no, in the middle of the game, it's like. Oh, you only have 20 minutes left. <laughs> Looks like somebody's horny. <laughs> who's going to jerk off that big dick for daddy? <laughs> Whose turn is it? Hands up. All right. Pinch the tip of your dick. <laughs> <laughs> you won't come this round. <laughs> Amazing if they did one of those with Gohan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, ooh, uh, touch your prostate for Anna. I feel this is. I think we just invented something. The next pro, next uh, soy trek product. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Their yeah. next merch is the jer- yeah. or J O I Klingon jam. Yeah. For uh, come for honor, come bring for glory honor. to your home. Uh, so let's do it. Tendy yep. says it's nice to be able to get the whole gang together um, to get a break from all the crazy stuff that's been happening. Because if you've been watching the last season or two, crazy stuff has been happening. Yeah, the, sequo- the sequoias in the background while they're playing the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mariner says she's not getting a break since her mom gave direct authority to her uh, over her to Ransom, who hasn't given her a moment's rest. Boimler expresses envy and says he'd love to be a number one's number one, <laughs> which means he'd Ugh. love to be someone's piss. He wants yeah. to be a first officer's piss. <laughs> I mean, who does be, But, yeah. I want to be a piss boy. <laughs> piss boy. <laughs> we know. 
Oh man, imagine like people with water sports got to be really into Klingons in the future because they got like double mm. the double the pee spouts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. I always yeah. wondered though, is it on top of each other or side by side? It's on. It's uh, on top of each other. Okay. Yeah. yeah also, yeah. like, do they need different urinals for that? And like, if so, is that segregation? Is that separate but equal? Mm. I mm. figure like like conventional urinals will work. There's enough space. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, you'd think. It'd be interesting if there was a, like a race of alien that could only pee with a boner, right? Because you know yeah, how, yeah, yeah. have you all ever tried to pee with a boner? Like the only way you can do it is like into the bathtub, right? Mm-hmm. Like whenever I wake up with a raging boner and I really got to piss, like I just like look at the toilet for a second. I'm like, nah. That, that I is, just like lean happening. over, you know, just like oh, yeah. lean so over and difficult, then push though. down, you it's know? It's so difficult. The trick. It's it's not especially because I have a like a an upward curve, and mm. so it's like See, that's your problem. Yeah. yeah, and when I get hard, it's like I mean it is like a baby arm to God, and so like it's uh, so you're just like oh my god, yeah, and so like it's it's very difficult. So I'm just like fuck it, like I can get it at least at like a ninety degree ish angle mm-hmm. and just piss in my bathtub wall. <laughs> And just let it trickle down into the bathtub and then turn on the shower for a couple of seconds or not. And like wake up the next morning and be like, why does my bathtub smell like fucking piss? It smells like a, a hobo alley in my bathroom for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could just go right out the window. Yeah. Go. I've got a screen on the window. No, I couldn't. You just, just definitely pissed back through a screen. Face. Just pee through the screen. <laughs> yeah. It, it, multiple it different. filters it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like water, water filter for your piss. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's a, a real Brita. Hmm. Oh, you can go in the Brita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would, okay, be. all right. Question time now. What happens if you pee into a Brita? It filters it. Like, does it make good? it clear? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it filters out the solids. All right. I mean, we all got Britas at home, I'm assuming. So I think one of us will figure it out. <laughs> all right. Somebody report back here. Tell, <laughs> yeah. tell us how it tastes. <laughs> or, or just like do it and then like have like someone else taste it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah put it, like, put hey, it in a water bottle and give it to someone. Yeah. yeah. Mm, this water tastes funny. Do you taste it? <laughs> So right then, uh, Ransom calls Mariner and tells her to report for a briefing that apparently doesn't start for another hour. And she's like, it doesn't start for another hour. And he's like, well, you're almost late for being early. <laughs> so yep. so she's like, uh-huh. uh, hey, Rutherford, uh, do you want to come with me? And he's like, no, I want to finish up and uh, finish the game. I want to be uh, just regular early. She's all right. It's a fun joke. Not Reasonable. Mm-hmm. After she leaves, Boimler says the ransom situation seems good for Mariner uh, because she hasn't been to the brig for a while. Tendy agrees, comparing her to Captain Vendome. Uh, Boimler laughs, laughs this off, not believing Vendome could have received such a promotion. But Tendy and Rutherford confirm that after being transferred to the USS Inglewood, uh, they got stuck in a temporal rift that turned their previous captain into a baby and gave Vendome a field promotion to captain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boimler can't believe that everything he does is calculated to be captain, and somehow Vendome just lucked into it. Tindy points out that maybe it wasn't luck, since Vendome always volunteers for any away missions, good or bad. Boimler says he'd rather stay safe. The game then asks him if he wants to go into the mysterious caves, but he says 
no. So instead, he goes on the path and rolls a zero and gets ambushed, begging for his life and being forced to live out the rest of his life, not as a warrior, but as a dentist. <laughs> and everyone <Damn>. gasps. <laughs> Highest suicide rate of any field. Mm-hmm. That was true like a while ago. It hasn't been for like years. Yeah, I believe that. I, I think mm-hmm. I want to say like uh, it's like being in the army. I want to say it's like, <laughs> seriously, like the highest suicide rate. It's mm, like really shit. high. Like, I know there's lots of mysterious deaths that happen on bases, <laughs> like oh, that are yeah. ruled suicides. Yeah, mm. suicides. Suicides. It's like oh, complain about your superior officer. <laughs> That's a suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, Reporting them for abuse. Uh oh, suicide. <laughs> uh oh, someone did a war crime. Looks like you're gonna get the suicide. Ah, oh, they don't suicide the war crime guys. They get no. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm talking no, no. The whistleblowers. <laughs> Whistleblower. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. The USS Cerritos comes into orbit of a planet, and it's explained that since surface transport is difficult, the planet constructed a series of orbital lifts, uh, which Mariner calls a space elevator, uh, and. Her and her team are assigned with repairing one of them. They dock, and Ransom says the Cerritos will host the people stuck on the lift while uh, the two of them... Um, uh, who else is there? Rutherford and... What's the other guy? Billups. Billups, yeah. By, uh, voiced by Paul Shear. Oh, is that Paul Shear? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I always see he's, he's on the guest thing mm-hmm. pretty often, and I'm always like, Who, who's Paul Shear on here? Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I like Paul Shear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's funny. I like uh, uh, his podcast. Uh, How Did This Get Made? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, him and uh, Jason Manzoukas. Uh, Manzoukas are very funny. Yeah. Isn't Jason Manzoukas on Prodigy? He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a great uh, voice actor. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Um, so... Uh, they dock and Ransom says the Cerritos will host the people stuck on the lift while they coordinate with the Delanians. Mariner is exciting since the Delanians are a sexy people who kiss hello, <laughs> much like the French. Mm. Oh, but yeah. Nothing the like the French because yeah. they, <laughs> they smell okay. Yeah, well, they um, get kind of French at the end. They do get a little, yeah, they do. <laughs> they do get very French at the end. They get very French Revolution. Mm-hmm. So Ransom instead sends the engineers to coordinate with, the, uh, while the command unit does the repairs in uh, opposite of what it usually is. And Mariner's very sad about this. Mm-hmm. She was looking forward to coordinating with the French-type people. Mm-hmm. Back with Boimler, uh, he's looking at Captain Vendrum's file and notes he has a full bridge crew of Bolonians. 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 My Bolonian. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Bolians, uh, which, uh, Tendi's like, oh, that's cool. But you know what it is? It's fucking racist. <laughs> that's straight up racist. Like what if like Boimler was going through and he's like, oh, uh, fucking, uh, Captain Sulu looks like he has a bridge full of Asians and be like, excuse me. <laughs> like, yeah. He fired all of the non Asians and hired Asians instead like that. That that's racist, right? That's racist. That's Wait, racist. Which, which one? That's racist. Which for a Federation vessel? Racist. Sorry. Which perspective is racist? It's it's a racist to hire only one race of people onto your bridge crew. Oh yeah, yeah. That's incredibly racist. 
Yeah, Unless I mean, they uh, were the but, most qualified. Bullions? I don't know. Bullions? I want to see more Bullions characters. I always like them. Like I like how like the uh, hairdresser on um, TNG was a Bullion. And right. Yeah. Hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, and I always thought he was funny. Like, they, but they need like a a starring character. I feel in a future mm-hmm. in a future yeah project. Sure. They need to have a, a starring character that's that race that uh, uh, Kurtwood Smith played in. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ephronian. The Kung Fu yeah. Masters. Yeah, yeah, Ephronian. yeah. Those guys are fucking <laughs> rock. Yeah. We need yeah. one of those dudes. Yeah, they've only been in those two films, and that's like it. They mm-hmm. haven't been in any other Star Trek, which is crazy. Hmm. I think probably because their visual design is very similar to that of Klingons. It's different, yeah. but it's very Ish. similar. I mean, they don't have the, the forehead. And they, they do like, have a little bit they, of a weird forehead thing going on. Mm-hmm. But they but, but they also always have all white hair, and what Klingons have all white hair? Old Klingons. Old Klingons. But also, but <laughs> yeah. also, all Klingons are like in blackface, which is Ephronians are it's more true. like Asian face. Yeah, they're orange. They're they're in they're, Trump face. They're Asian. Ah, face-ish. yeah. There you go. Trump face. Yeah. yeah. Trump face. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> or maybe they just get spray tanned. Yeah, they could yeah. be spray tanned. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but that, that you figure then like they'd have spray tan all over their white. <laughs> Yeah, hey, spray beard, tan yeah. of the future is way better than spray tan mm-hmm. of the 2020s, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably just have like little robots that go just the specific areas and then fly away. Or nanobots. Little nanobots, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Boimler is depressed <laughs> and feels like no matter how hard he tries, he'll be an ensign for the rest of his life. Doesn't matter how hard you try. Just like Harry Kim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tendy suggests that maybe instead of planning for everything, Boimler should just kind of go with the flow and be more assertive. Right then, some guy shows up and asks Boimler if he wants to be part of an upcoming spring ball tournament. Uh, is they need a wiry small guy who's hard to hit. <laughs> At first, Boimler says no, but after Tendy reminds him of her advice, he accepts. Cut straight to the... Spring ball court. Uh, Boimler fails at spring ball. Gets his <laughs> shit knocked out. He's not uh, good But at after getting ball. punched by Shax, Shax says he's very impressed. Boimler says, at my athletic ability? And Shax says, no, at your sustained scream. <laughs> uh, and says that he has a Bajoran dirge choir and could use a soprano. Boimler accepts. Uh over at the choir, uh, Boimler impresses Shax with his performance of the Bajoran Dirge to the point of bringing Shax to tears, and Shax offers him a favor if he ever needs it, saying, I'm as close as a combat call. Right then, Lundy, the really scary guy on board, <laughs> tells Boimler his figure drawing class needs a skeletal boy for model work, <laughs> which was a really good line. I really like yeah. We need a skeletal boy. <laughs> like, that was, I, I got a good laugh out of that. Yeah. Uh, for model work. Uh, Boimler accepts. Who's the most Back skeletal with, boy you know? Who's the most skeletal boy I know? Uh-huh. I'm not a pedophile. I don't <laughs> know skeletal boys. My brother, you met him. He's pretty skeletal. He's a grown man. Oh, yeah, but... Yeah, but so is <laughs> Boimler, but they just, you know, Jack yeah, Quaid's not. See? Jack Quaid's a twink. <laughs> How Jack Quaid, isn't he Jack like... Jack Quaid, a, twinks never grow up. But he's also like over six feet tall. I think he's as tall as you. For one. He's not. 
I think he is. There's no way he is. He's a. He seems like a tall guy. No, he's not. He's not even as tall as fucking um uh Carl Urban. Maybe Carl Urban's very tall. He yeah, is uh, six like foot like one six. and one quarter inches. Jack Quaid. Uh huh. So he's the same height as me. Yeah. Mm. So a few inches taller or shorter than me. Definitely not my height, guy. Damn. You accusing me of being a normie? A six one <laughs> normie? I ain't fuck with that shit. No. No. He always seemed very tall to me. I don't know. Yeah. You're a short. Yeah, I am. I'm 5'10". <laughs> well, I mean, 6'1 is pretty pretty high on you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so he's tall to me, so. Yeah. yeah. yeah you could call him daddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's my statement on that. Wow. <laughs> All right. I once so, dated somebody that was the same height as me. That was really interesting. Y'all ever done mm. that? No. <laughs> Where am I going to find someone that's as tall as me? There's plenty of people that are as tall as you. I don't know. They out yeah, there. Yeah, not, not many bottoms and women. Mm. Not many, but they do exist. They do possible. exist. Not many. <laughs> they do exist. They do exist. Coexist. You know, if, if you're out there in podcast land and you're taller than Brit. <laughs> Give me that hole. DM him. I want to try that hole out. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I really like dating people that are, like, kind of around my height. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I I dated someone who was, like, 6'2", mm. and I could fuck him standing up, which is really awesome. Because mm. I'm not able to fuck that many people standing up just because I, like, have to use so much, like, thigh strength that it yeah. drains all the fucking blood out of my dick in order to do squats while I'm trying to bang. <laughs> Right, right, um, as you do. Which is why... Hashtag tall people problems. Well, I mean, it's, it's why fucking Riker always puts his knee up on things. Because yeah. that's how he fucks. Is like, you gotta, mm-hmm. you know, put put them on like a fucking stepladder or something. And they're like, what are you doing, stepladder? <laughs> and, uh, you know, stick that dick right in. Mm-hmm. Sure. Slide it on in. Sure. Slide it on in Riker style. <laughs> Raw. I always assumed he was farting. That's why he had his, had his leg up. Yeah. Well, that's how he farts and how he comes. Oh, hells yeah. Yeah. He's he's coming and going at the same time. (laughs) That's when you're choking yourself. You choke yourself (laughs) a little too hard, coming and going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oof. Back with Mariner and Ransom. (laughs) She's struggling with repairs while Ransom is doing squats. Speaking of fucking standing up, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bill Ups contacts them from the surface and tells them the Delanians kiss instead of shaking hands with tongue, (laughs) which is pretty funny. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're enjoying themselves, uh, him and Rutherford. Uh, Ransom tells them they'll join them once repairs are complete, and Bill Ups asks Ransom if he decoupled the flow inverters before reconnecting the conduit piping. Ransom isn't sure, but says he did anyway. Mariner is skeptical of this and says they should have let the engineers engineer first, right as a pipe bursts overhead. Also, like that, Ransom's like, don't become a king down there. Yeah. Referencing yeah. back to the fact that if he loses his virginity, he becomes a king of his planet. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is referenced somewhere in season two, right? Or was it in the yeah. last episode? No, yeah, last season. In, yeah, it was somewhere in the last season. Yeah. Where like, yeah, he's he's a prince of something, and mm-hmm. once he has his virginity taken, he gains the throne of his homeland or something. Mm-hmm. But he wants to be an engineer for all of his life, so he's like, "I'm 
I'm going to be a virgin for the rest of my life. <laughs> and all the engineering well, that's like, yay. That's what, that's what you think he does identify as asexual. He does. He does, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. Um, that like they actually have asexual representation. Yeah. Although Billups is a fucking dork. So it's not the greatest <laughs> representation. Um, uh, so in the Cerritos lounge, which is crowded with Delanians, Boimler approaches Tendi and tells her that he's, uh, been trying new things and it's worked out great for him so far. Uh, he says going forward, he's going to say yes to everything he's asked, uh, intending to be an entirely different person. As he says this, an alien named Cranch approaches him, <laughs> which is a great name for an alien. Yeah. Cranch. Cranch. It's named after the ketchup ranch, which oh. is awesome. Okay. <laughs> it, which I, I, uh, I asked Pat this, um, have, have Spencer, I think you've been vegan too long, but have you ever tried, the uh, Heinz Cranch, the ketchup ranch. I've never even heard of that. Oh, okay. Ooh, they have they have a whole bunch of um, different flavors. Yeah, they have like a barbecue ranch. Yeah. They have like a honey mustard ranch. Mm-hmm. They have Cranch. But couldn't uh, they you have just a Chipotle like ranch? buy a bottle of ranch and mix it with random things in your fridge? Yeah. And have the same effect? <laughs> uh, apparently that's what, that's what I said. Apparently you've never seen the tale of Must Maoster Danny's, Spencer. <laughs> because what if you did, you'd understand. What happening right now? <laughs> You would save <laughs> approximately two to five minutes over 30 to 60 years. But so. I think if you buy like, if you buy mustard and you buy mayonnaise, you have way more. You mustard say, and mayonnaise? Oh, 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 we're talking about must mayo anise now. Mayo must anise, yeah. But, or must, like, or but, mayo but also You're we, talking about mayo not must You asked me if I had cranch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I said yeah, yes yeah. because. Dave Mustanese is my favorite musician. <laughs> <laughs> Just must and mayonnaise. No. If I have mixed Elon vegan ranch, <laughs> I have mis- mixed vegan ranch with ketchup, and I have had cranch, but you said that didn't count. No, it doesn't. Yeah, because it's Wait. not the official cranch. No, it's I, so not I like think Heinz. I, I think I have mixed ranch and ketchup before in the past, and it was fine, mm. but it was not it, yeah. an experience that I was like, oh, I gotta come back to this. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think I was yeah, like I, think I had it a, on a soy dog or something. Yeah, like, I think I like had made a burger and was like out of mayonnaise, and so I was like, "I'll use mm-hmm. ranch." And then I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. all right." Yeah, took it up, took it up a notch. You know, soy up. dog. That's what I call dogs. I think are pussies. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're the soy now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I so, was born in the soy, <laughs> raised. <laughs> Uh, an alien named Cranch approaches Boimler and tells him that he was supposed to be back on the planet by now, but the lift is still broken. As his species has an undeniable urge to hunt, the delay has been strenuous on him and asks if either Tendi or Boimler would be willing to be hunted by him. Tendi declines, but Boimler, true to his word, accepts the challenge to be the hunted. Mm-hmm. Tendi pulls him aside and tells him he doesn't need to do this uh, and be so brash, but Boimler is unmoved and accepts Cranch's offer. Cranch roars and marks him with his own blood, his prey from his tooth, declaring that the hunt will begin in one hour. As Cranch leaves, Boimler says that it won't be as bad as it sounds, but Tendi urges him to run as he only has one hour to prepare <laughs> for the hunt. Back on the orbital lift or elevator, Ransom is watching a video about the repairs and he's not getting it at all when Billups calls up. He says there's been a problem on the surface as him and Rutherford entered the Delanian sacred hall without exposed belly buttons and they took offense to their attire and now the engineers need help immediately. 
Mariner is eager to help, but Ransom denies the request, telling them to show their navels and say that the Federation respects all cultures. Mariner once more urges Ransom to go to the surface to smooth things out, noting that his desire to annoy her should not come at the expense of endangering the lives of their fellow crew members. Ransom only responds that she needs to put more trust into her superiors. Over with Boimler. <laughs> he visits Cranch and asks if the hunt is more of a metaf- uh, metaphorical thing than a literal thing. Cranch tells him of two of the three kinds of prey, identifying Boimler as the first type, the type of prey that is immobilized by fear, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, the second type tries to scurry away and hide only to delay the inevitable. Boimler asks what the third kind is, only to be told it is a winged lizard creature and it doesn't <laughs> apply to him, which I thought was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, that was pretty good. Boimler then asks when the hunt begins, only for Cranch to respond that the hunt has already begun. At that moment, Cranch lunges at Boimler and chases him through the halls of the Cerritos as Boimler runs in terror. Chased into Cetacean Ops, where the dolphins Kimul- uh Kimolu and Matt scold him for jumping in the water with dirty shoes. Boimler screams that someone is trying to kill him before diving into a Jeffrey's tube to escape Cranch, as Kimolu remarks how Boimler is a drama magnet. Boimler exits the tube into a hall and comes upon Captain Freeman. He gets her attention and tells her that he's being hunted, alarmed by this. Uh, the captain calls a security team, much to Boiler's relief. He tells her about his encounter with Cranch at the bar, but upon learning that it is Cranch that's hunting him, Freeman calls off the security team, noting that she and Cranch had a lovely brunch together that day, and she's happy he found someone willing to partake in his um, Venerix hunt. Mm-hmm. Boimler pleads with Freeman to have her call the hunt off, but uh, Freeman tells him that they have to respect... Cranch's culture. Cranch finds them immediately running along the wall, and Boimler runs off again as Cranch thanks Freeman for the mimosas they shared together earlier. Right. Plus, I think that also alludes that she knows like what the hunt actually entails. Yeah. Right? But yeah. she didn't let him know. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. It's, it actually kind of works. I think mm-hmm. mostly in this context. Right. Yeah. Have any? Have either of you seen that movie Boiler Room? Hmm. Yeah, a long time yeah, ago. I, I, I just. I've not seen it. I was wondering if anybody knew if it was about an actual boiler room or not. I don't Nothing think it like is. that. No, I just remember mm. there's a girl in there who like takes off her pants, and I'm like, man, she has a really long butt. That's interesting. <laughs> that's that's like literally all I remember about the entire movie is one girl has a long ass. Was it was it a nice ass, or just long, or was it like a- it was? I mean, yeah, it was it was nice. It was just like, huh. Uh, That's a long ass. I want a girl with a short skirt and a long, <laughs> and a long ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she be she be looking. You've seen that that photo, uh, the Photoshop photo of uh, fucking John Lennon mm-hmm. and um, Yoko Ono, Yoko yeah. ono yeah. where John Lennon just has a super long butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not not like that, but mm-hmm. like the, almost like that. In that you're like, huh. Is that real? Is that a real long ass? It's a prosthetic long <laughs> it's like, ass. 
Yeah. 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 She yeah. had prosthetics for the long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she but, didn't want to do actual nudity, so yeah, she put like, a fake butt on. Yeah. But it's like, look, my butt. Can you can you give me just a really long ass from the prop department? <laughs> I want it to like, be realistic. Ass I have a long ass already. I want this ass to be realistic, but not my own ass. <laughs> yeah. I want. I want. I want to always have plumbers crack, no matter what kind of underwear I put on. Like, nice. <laughs> so it was just like a paper mache <laughs> over top of the real butt. Yeah. So we'll never funny. know what the real butt looked like. Well, yeah. It was just CGI. Oh. <laughs> CGI long ass. She's in the she's in the editing room like longer. <laughs> longer. Longer. Enhance. 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 Yeah. I think it would just be funnier some... if it was like the direct or like one of the one of the producers that pushed for that. They're like, I got some notes here. Phil's looking great so far, but that girl's ass, it's gotta be longer. It's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> He's in there just like, hmm, it's okay, but. <laughs> they, they keep pushing back the production date and the release date. It's like, no, no, sorry. We're still dealing with post-production problems in every day. It's like, no, the ass isn't long enough. <laughs> just for eight hours. Yeah. They start like, okay, is it finished? And then like just get, get like, you get the notes and it just says long ass. Long, <laughs> longer ass. It's like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> real life All right. right there yeah uh so on the orbital lift or elevator rutherford contacts ransom asking for his help as uh the the noticed billups outward navel and they intend to sacrifice him to a sentient volcano named morgo mm-hmm. ransom tells him to demand a parlay and to tell them that they cannot sacrifice billups Rutherford expresses concern that their leader is either a telepathic baby or an ancient <laughs> god, which I know is pretty funny. Uh, Ransom expresses confidence in his ability as he continues to fumble with her repairs. Mariner, losing patience now, decides to take matters into her own hands and rushes away, grabbing an uh, EV suit, putting it on, and opening a nearby door, exposing her to the planet's atmosphere. She then skydives off the platform into some commercials. Uh, Uh Mariner dives towards the planet's surface and Ransom hails her. She answers, trying to keep her cool and pretend like she's not skydiving towards the surface. Ransom finally admits that Mariner was right and that he was trying to prove uh, she would disobey his orders if she felt she knew better and commends her for staying on task. As Billups and Rutherford are in over their heads, he decides that it's time to go save them and tells Mariner that he'll meet with her shortly. A frustrated Mariner pulls her parachute and hits the side of the tower uh, and then rushes to start climbing back up the lift, which is like 50 stories. Back on Cerritos, Cranch is still hunting Boimler, who slips into the hangar and hides. He bumps into a crate, and the tablet of their game from earlier lights up and Martok starts yelling. While he tries to silence it, Martok tells him to fight until his last breath, which gives Boimler some confidence. Boimler frustratingly laments how he tried to be bold, uh, and all he ended up being was prey. Martok only responds that the only way he can lose is if he lets his foe define who he is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reinvigorated, Boimler gets some gear, paints his face, and grabs a phaser, getting the courage to face the cranch, and a very uh, obvious uh, homage to Predator. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Does the face pain, does the gearing up, everything. Mm-hmm. Very Predator. And this whole thing is kind of Predator, because Cranch does have the like the Predator heat vision or something like that. Yeah. 
or he's got something in between what the Predator and the Terminator have. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. It's that kind um, of like vision that zooms in on yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah the mm-hmm. target vision, the yeah. assisted assisted targeting, mm-hmm. targeting like in a video game. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, the I, I understand that um, the police now have assisted targeting against minorities mm-hmm. uh, and dogs, um, <laughs> except for Officer Tuba. Yeah, <laughs> a cab includes Officer Tuba. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's something Spencer will never get. Yeah, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so Boimler exits the hangar and calls on Cranch, telling him he will no longer run, as he intends to hunt Cranch. But as he continues to speak, Cranch throws a spear at his shoulder, pinning Boimler to the floor. Cranch notes how the prey always tries to become the hunter and pulls out what appears to be a ceremonial weapon. Boimler pleads for his life as Cranch leans down. But the weapon actually turns out to be a camera, with which Cranch takes a selfie with Boimler. It's a Uh, selfie stick. Indeed. Uh, (laughs) Cranch uh, declares the hunt over, and Boimler is a bit confused that Cranch will not kill him. Cranch explains that his race, Cromsapioids, uh, practice catch and release as they have respect for life above all else. Cranch mm-hmm. commends Boimler, calling him excellent prey, and promises to pass his praise to Freeman later. Boimler thanks him before passing out, and Cranch takes one last photo before taking him over <laughs> to sickbay, which is pretty funny. He's like, one last one for the boys. <laughs> um, you you got to do it for the boys. Let, let, let's mm-hmm. hear it for the boys. Got to do it for the soy boys. It'd be funny if he like uh, teabagged him. Oh, oh that'd be good. That'd <laughs> be or, good. Or if you just like dragged mm-hmm. him into his quarters and you know, sticky, sticky, mm-hmm. kitty, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of teabagging, I've been doing a bunch of teabagging in video games lately, just because it's funny and it's <laughs> yeah. back. People do that now again. It's just we're back did, into doing that, which is great. I did feel it like, stop? Well, I feel like, you know, for a good period of time, maybe like 2000, maybe seven to like maybe now-ish, it mm-hmm. was like not as popular. I'm not saying it didn't mm. happen, but it wasn't, you know. Last time I yeah. really saw it a lot was like maybe Halo 3. It was, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, but it's back. And let me tell oh, you, yeah. it feels good to teabag some motherfuckers <laughs> after you just, like stomp them. It's Glad great. to know you're using your time so well, Spencer. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta. Mariner you gotta is rushing somehow. to get back to the orbital lift, <laughs> but has to go up uh, after the stairs a climbing wall, which was really funny. Which is probably the funniest de- moment of the episode. Is yeah. when she's like a climbing wall. Yeah, I started uh, laughing at that. Yeah, yeah. that was really great. Um, uh, and makes it back just in time uh, for Ransom to enter the room. Uh, but Ransom's like, oh, sorry, I was late. I was using the little boy's room. Uh, Ransom tells her that since they don't have a shuttlecraft and the lift won't descend, they're going to have to get to the surface by skydiving. Mariner, who is still exhausted from her rush to get back up, asks for a break, but Ransom has her suit up and dive off. They skydive down to the planet with Mariner asleep half the time. Uh, just as the Delanians are about to lower Billups and Rutherford into the lava of Morgo under the guidance of their leader, Mendrick, who is a psychic baby leader, and 355, who is a sentient computer leader. Uh, cool. Mariner expresses how their complicated system is fucked up, only further angering the locals, and they're like, uh, they're discussing our politics. Lower them into the lava. <laughs> 
which is great. Um, but the but the three of them also provide a ser- system of checks and balances. That's right. They're like yeah. they provide checks and balances. <laughs> They're criticizing our politics. Put them in the lava. Which is the uh, yeah, that's yeah. A good course of action. It was funny. I actually mm-hmm. read a comment about this episode that somebody was like, "Oh, you didn't like the Halo jump from." Star Trek 2009, well, you get it twice. Ha, ha, ha. And I was like, this is like the weirdest like perspective for a comment. Like, yeah. Like, to no one. The halo jump? What? Uh, it, that's what it's called when you like jump from a high mm-hmm. altitude, uh, high lower altitude orbit or something like that. It's called the halo jump. Oh, 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 hey, oh I thought you were referencing the game Halo because you were just talking. About I was that. just talking about Halo and I understand why that yeah, is. Yeah, and I'm like, but a Halo? I'm what? not referring talking, to Halo. Why are, we, in this why are you context. referencing Halo again? Yeah. No, in Halo, <laughs> in Halo, it would be called an orbital podcast. drop shock trooper, um, mm. I believe is what it's called, uh, or something like that. I got a orbital shock trooper right here you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. two <laughs> <My> right hand <laughs> two in the master one in the chief <laughs> but it is funny that people had problems with them referencing a star trek property when that's what it's meant to do it's right, like yeah it's like how dare you reference this this thing from the star trek movie yeah <laughs> how dare you well no that was like imagined like nobody was actually mm. mad about it that i saw it's uh, like that guy was like oh i bet you're mad about this libtards and then like, <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> <What>? okay <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no but like, all right no yeah <laughs> before billups and rutherford are sacrificed ransom demands a parlay and immediately rips his shirt off after asking mm. the locals if uh, they are health-based people. And the locals are astounded with his chest. Mm-hmm. Flabbergasted at how, how nice his body is, they agree <laughs> to hear him out, which was actually kind of funny. I, I believe they say something like, your lava tubes are immaculate or something. <laughs> like it's, oh, yeah. it's actually a pretty funny line. I, I like that part. Yeah. Didn't, they, didn't they make a cum gutters joke in the last episode, too? Did they? I don't, I don't know. I think they did. did. You say cum gutters? Yeah, cum yeah. gutters. That's what that's what they meant by the lava tubes. That's what they call. That's what you call them. Like when you're, uh, when you're like cut right here. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually finally getting my fucking cum gutters back. Oh hell's awesome. yeah. Yeah, yeah! I've never <laughs> heard Love that term, but I, I'm here to learn. I'm <laughs> glad to know it now. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, just 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 Google cum gutters, yeah. and you'll get lots of it's it's, it's it, <laughs> yeah maybe lots of informative. Uh, actually, pictures. actually, first try. Uh, they're also called cum guzzlers. Try that. <laughs> uh, I think I've googled um, that before. <laughs> yeah, I think I think yeah. Uh, they're also called um, uh, what is it? Harry Bear Twop uh, Tops Tiny Twink Boy. <laughs> you should look that up as oh, well. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, cum gutters. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, that'll a- automatically show up. But I'm just saying. But what they call them in um, what they just call them in um, this lower decks episode, lava f- lava, lava tubes. tubes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that's the that's the that's the. Uh, PC way or PG way yeah, to say preferred it. Preferred nomenclature here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you when you're in a mixed company, you can say um, you know lava tubes instead of cum gutters. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what kind of mixed company? You know, if you're dealing with people who don't want to like hear cum gutters. Who? Like, yeah. I don't hang out with any people like that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't hang out. You're at a fancy like dinner party. Yeah, and you yeah. Don't I'm again. at work. I'm at a <laughs> fucking board meeting, and yeah. I'm like, "Come gutters," and they're like, 
excuse me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you do in your like. Uh, I was speaking and I'm like, oh, sorry. That's what you do in your like homeowners association meetings, right, Britt? Yeah. Like, you're just like, listen, I got something important I need to share with the group. Come gutters. No, no, they're, they're just like, all right. And uh, I guess that wraps most of the things up. Hey, uh, Britton, did you have anything to say about facilities? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Cum gutters. Cum gutters. <laughs> like, what, what's that about the gutters? Oh, the, 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 the gutters? Oh, no, 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 no. Cum gutters. Cum gutters. There's cum in our gutters? What? <laughs> Someone's coming in our gutters? Is someone coming for to do the gutters? No, 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 no. Listen, listen, no, 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 no. Cum gutters. Later, after Mariner and Ransom arrive back on the Cerritos, Mariner visits Ransom, who apologizes to her for assuming she would try and find ways to undermine him, and that he was wrong to push the issue. Mariner thanks him, noting she really does want to stay on the Cerritos. Ransom tells her she's not out of the woods just yet, and that one day's good work won't erase her prior insubordination. Before she leaves, Mariner tells him how impressive he was in negotiating with the Delanians, but he dismisses her, telling her that complimenting him will not make her life any easier. But after she leaves, he flexes and agrees it was pretty impressive. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mariner joins Rutherford and Tendi later for a game of Batleths and Buknachs, noting how much of a dick Ransom is, and they resume playing their game. Boimler joins them, healed now from the hunt, and notes that while his shoulder will likely always feel a bit off, he feels fine. Mm-hmm. Tendi apologizes to him, feeling responsible for pushing him to go against his usual planning, but he hugs her and tells her that he never got nearly as much recognition beforehand, planning to be bolder moving forward. Tendi asks to consider moderation, but Boimler says that was his old self. He rolls the dice in their game, saying his character boldly enters a bar and demands a blood wine. Martok (laughs) tells him that the bartender rips his arm off and kills his character with it, resulting in a dishonorable death, (laughs) since it was technically by his own hand, which which was a great joke. I really like that. Um, Yeah, pretty good. Boimler still resolves to be bold, and Martok then advertises the game's expansion pack and subscription pass. Mm Mm-hmm. Credits roll. End of episode. Also, there was a joke there that like the game was like uh, made by the Ferengi, and it was like a knockoff mm-hmm. oh, yeah. of Martok, and not really Martok. That 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 was like mm-hmm. some of my favorite like dialogue in the episode. I think was where they were talking about that. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, the the show really shines when they're like being referential to past stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's some of their best stuff. Uh, what you what you guys think of this episode? It was okay. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was okay. Pretty good, above average episode of Lower Decks. I'd say. Yeah, I laughed a lot. You, yeah. you were. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was cracking up. It was a funny. Yeah. It was a funny episode. Yeah, yeah. There, there were like a good three or four laugh out loud moments. Several, mm-hmm. several times, I uh, breathed heavily through my nostrils. Uh huh. That, that almost <laughs> counts as a laugh. Almost. It's a yeah. Reddit. It's a Reddit laugh. Uh. <laughs> Sensible chuckle. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love I love that they brought you know Martok back in some capacity. I love Martok. JG Wentworth, he's back. You know, JG Wentworth <laughs> called JG Wentworth eight seven seven cash now. There you go. Eight seven seven cash now. Yeah, <laughs> you watch way too much fucking TV, dog. <laughs> <laughs> song's burned into my mind. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my head! Get out of my head! Get out of my head! <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like I liked the B plot a lot better. The uh, the Boimler getting hunted. Yeah. That, that was, was fun. pretty fun. A plot was fine, whatever. It was just uh, a little long winded and uh, a little too I don't know. Uh, when they when they explore like the characters and their relationships, sometimes it gets eh, boring. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about Ransom and Mariner. I don't. I don't really need that conflict at all. But whatever. Mm-hmm. It was a mm-hmm. fine. I really like the end of the that storyline where they they had the baby and the computer and the volcano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were talking about the politics of it. That, that was all pretty funny. But yeah. up till that, that was all just like yeah, yeah. It's that's a whatever a plot. I will say a point to this episode's credit is that like I not every episode have I felt this way, but I'll. A lot of the episodes that I've seen of Lower Decks, I have found the uh, Mariner character to be irritating. And this was an episode I didn't feel that way. I feel like her character was fine mm-hmm. and was not irritating, which is nice. I think that's good. Yeah. But that character can just yeah. be a little much. She definitely has the same energy as, like, you know, as Rick from Rick and Morty. Just like. Yeah. Just very, just out there and. You know, just up for anything and just a little chaotic, a little chaotic. I yeah. Actually, so I actually have a friend who acts like a lot like her. So I find mm-hmm. her fairly believable, especially since my friend used to work for me. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I had someone like that who was kind of like that and worked for me. So yeah, I find it kind of believable-ish. Not yeah. so much in like a military type organization, mm-hmm. but. It also explains it well with, like, she's been an ensign forever. So. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with it. And she's getting get away with it since this is her Captain's mom's her mom. But on a California class. Oh. Hey, I'm on a California <laughs> class right now <laughs> because I'm in California. <laughs> good California. One. Very good. Funny. Very yeah. funny. Very Yeah, very funny. And that's all the new Trek for the week. And I suppose with that, It's time for Klingon Word of the Day. Today's Klingon word of the day is <laughs> Vatmuch, which means roll up. When my homies Vatmuch, <laughs> they know to be ready for sadness, pain, and unenvi- uh, unenviable misery. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 You know. It's a fun one. Uh, it's like it's like that song. Um, rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. You see. Oh no, I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> no, no, the one by Ludacris. Right. Uh, Mock, me and my homies. <laughs> well, we got that Vathmok. Well, yeah, they, I like they, it. They say something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, let's get into our old track of the week. <laughs> Crusher and the boy. Find it, 
rolled the world's biggest dice um, and got uh, episode 173 this week, which corresponds to TNG episode, uh, season three, episode 19, Captain's Holiday, released on April 2nd, 1990. It's a long time uh, ago. This one's written. Sorry. It's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, 32 years-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Change. yeah. Uh, this one's written by Ira Stephen Bear, uh, better known mm-hmm. as the, later the showrunner for DS9 seasons uh, four through seven. Explains why it's so good. Yep. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. Uh, and directed by Chip Chalmers. <laughs> great This is a great name. Great. Chip Chalmers. Yeah. <laughs> Chip Chalmers. Sounds like a salesman. Uh, who did yeah, <laughs> uh, he did six episodes of TNG, fifteen episodes of Beverly Hills 90210, nice. hmm. and is best known for directing twenty-seven episodes of Melrose Place. Hell yeah! Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's get right in. We open on the shot of a statue on Risa Pleasure Planet. Right. People are walking around in relaxing when suddenly two aliens transport down to the planet. They are lobsters wearing weird, <laughs> shitty, shiny outfits, and I believe they are the basis for Consider the Lobster by David Foster Wallace. <laughs> sure. Uh, they, yeah. they go to the nearest computer, and it informs them they are on Risa Pleasure Risa. Planet. And all that belongs <laughs> to the planet belongs to them. They ask the computer where Jean-Luc Picard is quartered. The computer says there is no record for him lodging or planning to arrive. One of the lobsters asks if they were mistaken, and the other says he will come. Yeah, he they will. just don't know that he uses a pseudonym when he goes to uh, the Pleasure Planet. When he oh, hit. oh yeah, he goes as uh, William T. Riker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that name is flagged in Will- the system. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. T- no, 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 it's not. He has the frequent fucker miles there. He knows how imaginative the women are, as we will get into, mm-hmm. as as he has gotten uh- into. Many a Okay, time. two things about this intro. Firstly, the lobsters are wearing um, clothes that look like they were made out of the same material that they made uh, uh, Marty McFly's son's hat out of in Back to the oh, Future 2. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like no, no, a no. reflective stuff that's like weird, like mm-hmm. shiny? Mm-hmm. No. You, you know what it's made out of? It's made out of the same material that they use as a blanket when sleeping in a cave later. It's no, like, that was different. That was, it was, it was, it was still, it was, it was it's still like shiny. Different. It's yeah. still like very sparkle shiny. It's like the same thing. <laughs> it looks like something thing. you'd buy a, a material they only sell at party stores. Oh yeah, like yeah. it looks like dog shit. Oh, and then secondly, yeah, I mean, for it, oh sorry, go ahead, Pat. Oh no, gonna no, go ahead. Uh, so secondly, the computer. Is just giving them information about guests at the fucking hotel. Like, why is it <laughs> yeah. doing that? Yeah. Like, they should <laughs> not do because that. Because it's a planet of peace. It's a planet of peace. Like, everything's open and free there. Uh, like, yeah. It's the it's like the polyamorous planet. Yeah, there's no shame there. Yeah, yeah. there's no shame. So, so all information is, like, open. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, they show all the videos that you rent to your hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's like... <laughs> People are giving fucks. when you're when you're checking out. They put they put it on the loudspeaker. Like, okay, Mister Mister Jean Luc Picard, you uh you ordered three films. Uh, we have uh, Klingon anal baddies number six, Klingon anal baddies number seven, mm. and uh, and Dorian ass fuck. 
looks like I like, that's, I like that uh, you can only come up with butt stuff. Like you were trying. <laughs> that, and, it, <laughs> no, no, no. Picard. That's Picard's in the butt stuff. Yeah, yeah. Picard yeah. only gets his dick hard to butt stuff. We know this. Yeah, we know this. That's why. That's why he can never really find a woman is because they're all like, stick it in my pussy. And he's like, oh, <laughs> you know, first officer's log start eight, four, three, seven, four, five, dot two. This is Riker, by the way. Uh, yeah. uh, we have departed Gamaris five, where for the past few weeks, Captain Picard has been serving as a mediator in a trade dispute between the Gamorians and their nearest neighbor, the Daklids. Mm. Daclids, I don't pack, know. Packlids, no relation. No relation. Yeah, and also like kind of like dick lads, right? Dick lads, <laughs> pack daclids. If you just mm. switch up the letters a little bit, dick lads. I don't think that's a very good name. <laughs> Bad name. I'd be offended if I were a daclid. I don't know. Well, I would be fine being yeah. a dick also, lad though. Yeah, that'd rock. I was thinking about it earlier. Cation has got to be the the laziest name anyone has ever come up with because they're cat people. It's just cat. I-A-N. What about Newt Gunray? Newt Gunray? What the fuck yeah. is that? From um, from uh, uh, Star the Wars. The prequels, right? He's the, uh, the guy that's on the... On yeah. The, he's one of the guys that's like, oh, the, the tree, the Federation. Yeah. He's one of those... And there's also Scumbagio, <laughs> I think, a, too. That's a sick name. I bet he's bro, Watto's cousin. Bro, he's like, that's my name. <laughs> hey, I, I, yeah, that's my name. I'm Watto's cousin that smells more like cum. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude. Star Wars is like the pinnacle for lazy, like character names, mm. lazy, just lazy sci-fi stuff. Because like yeah. in Star Wars, yeah. they I don't think, care about it, explaining anything ever. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, it just does whatever. We don't care. Yeah. So I, I think the original batch was like clever enough. Like Han Solo yeah. was a cool name. Yeah. Luke yeah. Skywalker, Princess Leia, whatever. Uh, you know, even fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. It's cool, but like. The further they got along, especially when you come to the prequels, like he's like George Lucas, is like God, what's a good name for a Newt Gunray? Oh, I know, Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. But wait, who's his boss? How about D- Darth 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 Sidious? <laughs> uh, like, come on, <laughs> he, was run- he was running on fumes. You know, he was. He, he like he, literally, he was huffing gas. The dude, I think the prequels would have right. been cooler was- films if he was huffing gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Let's start a petition on my, like, give George Lucas paint thinner. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's just spraying into a bag and puffing it and then writing it in his car outside the studio. He's like, all right, I got the script. Like, this this looks like fresh ink. Like, he just, just wrote this. Is this in your own language? No, no. Bam Margera wrote yeah, yeah. this language. And it's Lasky and Spragoli is language. legit, okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Deanna Troy enters the bridge, and Riker welcomes her back. She says it's good to be back, as the negotiations were grueling. Troy and Riker do this weird thing where they briefly grab hands like they're going to hold hands, then immediately mm-hmm. give up on it. <laughs> um, it's like a very mini pawn far, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy says, both races are a very stubborn people. And Riker says, the more difficult the task, the sweeter the victory. Obviously talking about bagging her. Obviously. Mm-hmm. it. it it took it took hours to get in that pussy, and that, that's difficult <laughs> for Riker, you know. Right then, Picard enters and sets a course for Starbase Twelve. Uh, Picard says, "If anybody needs him, he's going to be in his ready room, getting ready." <laughs> uh, Riker congratulates him on a trade agreement, 
and the captain says, oh, which yeah. I think was pretty funny. They, like, they did a very, uh, like, over-the-top, like, portrayal of Picard depressed in this episode. Like, so, Picard is an extra dick, Kurt dickhead in this episode, and Riker and Deanna Troy are so playful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're having fun fucking with him. Oh, no, like, in the, the whole time, like, you can tell fucking uh, Frakes and um, uh, Marina Sirtis were, like, having a ton of fun with this episode because they're, like, smiling and laughing with, like, every delivery of every line. Like, it, which makes me makes me think, in my headcanon here, they really, they didn't need him to take a vacation. They needed him off the ship for a week so they could have Riker's sex week. Yeah, uh, they wanted to, they, like him taking a vacation as a vacation for themselves. Yeah, totally. Yeah, when the cat's well, away, the rats will play. <laughs> exactly, and so so, and um, you know, because Riker, he's a sex man, oh, and yeah. everyone wants to fuck Riker, yeah. and so we know Riker can organize something like this, and also he's the first <laughs> officer, so he's obviously very good at organizing. Yeah. Things. Um, and so we imagine that you know him and Deanna put something together where it's like. <laughs> You know, they closed down a whole deck, maybe like Cetacean Ops or something, because they got like the hot mm-hmm. tubs and shit like that. And it's just the fuck deck. Or maybe the whole holodeck. Yeah, probably just decks. the holodeck. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, in like each room, it's like you can go to medieval fuck world or, you know, you can go to fucking Westworld fuck world. And, you know, it's yeah, like. Yeah, but Jordy is <laughs> no, Jordy is. He's left is, to run the ship. No, I know. He's, he's, he's the guy doing sound. He's the sound engineer. Yeah. On the he's the only, he's also he's the like, old, we, need a, we need a DJ. He's also the only one wearing clothes. <laughs> he's wearing shorts. Just like he's cut not allowed off to shorts. take them off. He's, Jordy's a never nude, for sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Watch it get really dark like a fraternity, though, like with all their weird sex week stuff, and it eventually ends with a death. Yeah. <laughs> and then they spend like or, or, the last few hours like covering uh-huh. it up. Or it ends up being like the Darth Vader scene in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, we don't talk about this. We don't talk about Dar- that scene. We don't talk about that part of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um,. So right then, uh, no, uh, Riker wonders aloud if Picard is okay, and Troy notes that he didn't eat or sleep a ton down on the planet when he was proctoring negotiations. Riker asks if there's anything they can do. She says there is, but she doubts Picard will agree to it. A vacation. Mm-hmm. Opening credits. Okay, so uh, weird, three weird 50 writing in this scene because of like. If Riker was asking Troy about how the captain is, she doesn't respond with anything about his current mood, which is her area of expertise. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird yeah. that she isn't like, oh, he uh, doesn't seem to be feeling or whatever. Or maybe like confidentiality. Well, if he's been like this the entire like last week, mm-hmm. like, you know, she is kind of commenting on how he's been the last week. Yeah, but she's, she, you'd think she would say something about his mood because she can sense his mood. Yeah. yeah, true. But I mean, I think everyone can tell right. his mood. And I think she can tell that everyone can tell his mood because, you know, Riker's good with body language because that's how he fucks. <laughs> um, you know, it's true. He, he knows that Picard's pissed he off. He has predator vision. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> he's does. Like, but he's, it's only on the pussy. And yeah, it's, like, it's just like, it's, 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 it's really hot. if it's like wet or not. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's just like, mmm. <laughs> you can smell it like a dog in heat. Like, <laughs> Like people who want to avoid him, just like rub mud all over the all over their <laughs> crotch, <laughs> just to avoid his heat vision. <laughs> he can't even see them. 
<laughs> like they're ba- they're practically invisible. Like, <laughs> so what happened to your midsection? He just tries to walk right through. He tries to walk. Oh, oh I'm walking here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't uh, didn't I didn't see your genitals. <laughs> um, so after credits, and I gotta say. The uh, the updated version, like the remastered version of the credits, looks so. They look good. really yeah. good. Like I, w- I was actually going to say mm-hmm. that. Like I was watching this in off of Paramount Plus, and the uh, the streaming quality was very good. It looked really nice. Mm-hmm. Whole thing, <coughs> well nice. shot. Though Paramount Plus, sorry, I got to complain about it for a minute. You always got to complain about Paramount Plus. Paramount <laughs> Plus does the fucking thing that the Amazon streaming service does, where it forces you to watch an ad for another thing that's playing on the surface. Yeah, but. <clears throat> Amazon lets you skip it. The Paramount Plus does not let you skip it. It's so annoying. <laughs> I was so mad. It made me watch like a fucking one minute long tra- a trailer for some fucking movie today about teenagers. It's like I'm not gonna watch this shit. Why are you making me watch this? Like it was so annoying. Yeah, you only you only uh, you only watch porn about teenagers. Oh, <laughs> ew! No, no, bad. We o- we open on John Luke Picard. <laughs> Do not approve. <laughs> <laughs> we open on Jean-Luc Picard in his ready room tinkering on some electronics. Uh, someone rings his door. He's doorb- watching TikToks. Yeah, he is. Uh, someone <laughs> rings his doorbell to enter, and Picard completely ignores it. I actually think he's doing his own drivers to, uh, to um, like, uh, Linux. He's a mm. Linux guy. Oh, like Picard, yeah. if anyone on that ship is a Dude, Linux guy, Linux. besides Jordy. Uh, Jordy's definitely a he's Linux such a guy. Linux and guy. Data, he does. He's definitely a Linux guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Picard completely ignores the doorbell the first time. He's like, fuck it. Uh, they ring again, and he's like, enter. Uh, and guess who it is? Beverly Crusher, Dr. Crush. Uh, she says it's been brought to her attention that one of the crew is neglecting their health again. Mm. Due to overwork, they are experiencing stress-related ailments like exhaustion, irritability, and muscle spasms, right, as... Fucking Picard grabs his neck. Mm-hmm. 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 Picard says, doesn't sound too serious. And Crusher says she intends to keep it that way. The treatment is a weak shore leaf. Picard gets wise that she's talking about him and tells her it's impossible. So Bones pulls the same strategy on Kirk. Right. In the episode Shore Leave and, and Kirk falls for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course he would. Like I like I like <laughs> yeah. that duality. Like Picard doesn't fall for it, obviously. Yeah. Kirk does fall for it. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk's just, like, well, this person needs a vacation. And then like he's like, ah, ah, ah. So I mean both both of them are like very self-involved. That's true. Yeah. So that's true. It makes sense. Uh Crusher tells Picard she could make this an order, vacation order, as she can technically override the captain on medical issues aboard the ship, which is yeah. true. Yeah. Picard says he loathes going on vacations, mm-hmm. and Crusher says he hates going on them, but once he's there, he always enjoys himself because he has time to masturbate. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he probably yeah. doesn't jerk off on the ship. Like, I think he doesn't feel No, he, he does some holodecking and stuff like that, I'm Did sure. Did you say holodecking? jerks off. Because, yeah. <laughs> holodecking. Yeah, holodecking. Yeah. yeah, minuet still there. <laughs> oh, yeah, and she's like, I don't know if I can take it. Riker wore out my asshole and <laughs> pussy today, and... Picard's like, sorry, regenerate computer, <laughs> computer restart program. 
Re, kills her. She's like, no! Restart the restart program, computer. But they're just the pussy and the asshole. Le- leave the bruises. Computer, restart pussy. <laughs> um, so... Picard says the ship is due for a week of repairs at Starbase 12, and he'll use his recreational time while he's there. Crusher says watching some technician build tanks isn't recreational, so Picard suggests he use the holodeck. (laughs) Beverly asks him if there's anywhere he wants to go, and Picard mentions that he's given serious thought to going to a conference about rogue star clusters. That rules. I know. So Beverly sick. says the last thing he needs is serious thought, and he should go somewhere he can relax and be pampered. He says he'll think about it, and she chides him a bit more before leaving. You know what? I kind of take issue with this. Like, some people really enjoy vacations that are like, like, when I go on vacation by myself, mm-hmm. I, like, go somewhere that has museums. Yeah. Because I, I prefer to, like, I don't like going to the beach and shit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't interest me at all. Uh you know, I, I like sunny places and places with culture, but I like places with museums more yeah. than anything. I like getting nerdy with my shit. Yeah, see, yeah. I, I, I like to go to places that have, like, pretty nature stuff around. Because, like, I don't know, I want to experience mm. more of the world. That's part of the world, too. But, you know, a part of the world I like a little bit more is, like, the pretty nature-y things. Yeah. So, I like to be close to right. that Everybody stuff. has different like, But, yeah, everybody's different, right? Yeah, some yeah. people, like, some people like, like, camping a lot. I hate camping. <laughs> I don't want to go camping. I love hiking. Yeah. I'll go to the woods all fucking day for a day. Yeah. But you tell me to sleep there and wake up there, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm waking up near fucking running water. Yeah. Dude, that's like, why no. you camp next to a river, dog. What are you doing? It's running yeah. water. Just shit, just shit right there. There you river. go. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it's too, like, my bidet is much warmer than that. I don't, I don't want that shit, man. You don't want that ice cold it invigorates you. It wakes you up. You don't even need coffee. No, I can't, I can't, like, I can't, here's the thing. I can't shave my asshole very easily Uh, in nature, all right? And I I need to shave my asshole every day. Well, that's why you have, you just bend over and a bunch of animal friends come out of the woods and then, like, the, and, like, the squirrels and and birds just start, like, chipping at it. Get them, like, snow white and have a couple birds, like, fucking trim my ass hairs. (laughs) <laughs> a couple yeah, of tweezers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they just have the little tweezers and they well they use their beaks as tweezers and like pluck <laughs> all the hairs go, out. They go and build a nest with my pew. Yeah. <laughs> asshole hairs. Ass, yeah, ass hairs. <laughs> like Bro, yeah. you gotta get into nature. See, you this, it was made for you, clearly. Yeah. No, um, I'm I'm goth though, so I should have like crows doing that for Oh me, yeah. Right? But that cool. means you gotta camp somewhere fucking yeah, and, cold. Yeah, I gotta camp in Iceland or something. Yeah. Or Alaska. That sucks. Camping in Alaska, Alaska sucks. I'll oh, yeah. be with you on that one. But yeah, camping in Alaska. Well, I mean, in the summer. Uh, no, no, it still sucks. Mosquitoes. Yeah. No, it still sucks. <laughs> I mean, camping everywhere sucks. Like waking up in a tent sucks, man. It can. I like I've doing had some good times. I like camping. doing the Appalachian Trail. It was fun. Like you can't you'd sleep and there'd be a bunch of friends and. Start a fire. Yeah. No, I hate Starting all this. Starting a fire. <laughs> I actually like fires. Put friends and yeah. You know the worst no part things. about camping, though, is definitely the fire. It's also one of the best parts, but it's also one of the worst parts because, yeah. like, it, inevitably, I will be sitting by a fire, and then it will start blowing the smoke in my face, and then I will mm. move, and then it will start blowing the smoke in my face there. Every single time. <laughs> that's, you know, so. Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's why you got to throw a bunch of hash in the fire. Make it cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, and then you want to inhale it. You want to yeah. be there. You're like, yeah. yeah. But that thing's if you did, like, then it would blow away from you every and single time. And you have time. to be, like, chase the smoke. <laughs> that would be. That'd be yeah. That'd be <laughs> chase the smoke sounds like a sleep album. Mm. Yeah. Man, should, that'd be a sick, out, sick album. Would yeah. it? <laughs> uh, next, we see Riker and Picard entering a turbo lift. Riker asks the captain if he's decided where he's going. Picard says yes and says bridge, which was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. And then Riker says, no, I mean on shore leave. Uh, Picard is all like, oh, no, not you too. And Hiker. Uh, hiker. 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 Yeah. Hiker Ralts the, the Rurbo lift. I'm going to speak the rest of this uh, as Scooby. As, as Scooby. Return. We know this is the rest race forever. This is no, how I was bad. Uh, <laughs> it was dark. I grew a rhino. <laughs> uh, he tells him he knows the best place ever within the coordinates of this sector. A tropical paradise called Riza, where there's nothing to do all day but eat and relax. And then Picard and Riker say together, the women. And Picard says, of course. <laughs> he's like, the women, of course. Uh-huh. Which is like, what? But it, it's more like him being like, oh, yeah, Riker. Yeah, it was Riker's like a knowing women, thing about Riker bringing up the yeah. women, which yeah. is fun. It, and it's, it's fun. weird. It's, it's like, oh, yeah, you, you got to try it. The food, the, uh, the fucking, the weather, the, uh, the, the prostate massages. I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't say like, Prostate massages. <laughs> like, mm. yeah, of course. But it's not that like Picard didn't know about Riza. I mean, everyone knows about Riza. Yeah, but Picard was just like, hmm. It's, no, there's no way he doesn't. Because yeah. like, yeah. It's very I mean, everyone knows about Riza. Tons of stuff has happened on Riza. Tons mm. of Starfleet history has happened f- on Riza. Yeah, Fucking, Archer was there. Literally, the it's, it's one of the first lines in the first ever aired episode of Star Trek. Is a guy says, Riza Pleasure Planet. <laughs> uh yeah so mm. I, don't I don't know i don't know i don't know but it seemed like Riker was educating picard about the existence of risa yeah which is weird yeah that's but why maybe, I was like maybe picard knows that it's like a vacation spot but but Riker's like no like you don't even know the fucking pussy <laughs> mm. the women and the gash there. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah i could see like that like like Picard like intellectually knows it exists, but has yeah. but knows it's like has little to no interest to him. Right, right. It's like yeah. Yeah, Do they have Shakespeare in the park. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> knowing it's like, about a, a like a vacation destination, <laughs> but like having so little interest in yeah. it that like you just don't know anything about it. Like Reno, Nevada, for most people. Yeah, right, Reno, Nevada. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, that that's yeah. Re- Gambling. Riza is kind of Reno, Nevada, isn't it? Uh, well, I mean, I think Riza has beaches and. Vegetation. Com- computers that'll <laughs> yeah. freely give you public private yeah. information. Yeah. yeah. There's no, didn't seem to be any like um pool tabs or like gambling stations <laughs> or <laughs> just like no no where you can smoke indoors yeah. and fucking yeah. Yeah. drink twenty four hours a day in the open. Uh-huh. Just stray dogs that have formed packs <laughs> roaming, <laughs> roaming the desert. Didn't seem to be any of that on Rise. Right. So. Right. <laughs> just uh, mini marts where all, everything it's all abandoned. Is, it's all tattoo shops and nail salons. <laughs> yeah, Hell like, yeah. Um, so. one, the convenience store just has like really expired food and like one <laughs> of each item on the shelf. But then like you're like, how does this place stay in business? And you 
obviously it's a gun running from. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. That's laughs> Hell yeah. So Picard and Riker exit onto the bridge. <clears throat> and Picard tells Riker that unfortunately the Enterprise is undergoing extensive repairs that require his personal supervision. And just then, Deanna Troy chimes in saying that she's received word that her mother... Luxwana Troy will be joining them on Starbase 12. I love this scene so much. Much to Picard's chagrin. I love this scene so much. <laughs> like, like Picard's reaction yeah. is like, uh, yo, mother. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's like, oh, yeah. fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. Like, <laughs> I, would, I, would love Picard, I would love to hear Patrick Stewart, or French Stewart, but mostly Patrick Stewart. Mm. Actually, Are they related? I don't know. And also, <laughs> since since he's French in the show, he's technically French he Stewart. Oh my God. God. He's French Stewart. That's uh, true. Wow. That's it. We just we uncovered just, we, a truth. All right. All right. Show's canceled. Yeah. We fucking, we got there. We we got to the final conclusion of Soy Trek, fellas. I think, I think the episode the description for this episode should just literally just be French Stewart. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> Sir, Fre- Sir French Stewart. <laughs> wow, and French Stewart was in Stargate and Third Rock from the Sun. That's true. He true. was in Stargate. I, keep, I always forget wow. he was in Stargate. I didn't know he was in He's Stargate. He's in the movie. Stargate. Yeah, he was one of the soldiers in Stargate, yeah. No. Well, like Stargate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not the series, the movie. Yeah, yeah. No. the series yeah. is fucking yeah, awesome. The, movie's not the movie so is fine. Yeah. The, the series is I like the movie. I like the movie, too. Uh, it's it's yeah. probably Roland Emmerich's best work. Uh, arguably. Mm-hmm. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Emmerich. Yeah, that's um, the name of the episode. That's pretty good. Yeah, Roland Emmerich. Keep rolling, 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 Emmerich. Wait, wait, wait. Keep rolling, Emmerich, air assault. Too good. That's great. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Deanna mentions how Luxwana said she's looking especially forward to seeing the captain. The captain asks for a word with Riker in his ready room, and like Deanna Troy and Riker are both like smiling. Yeah, they're being real the goofy. Scene. It's really it's funny. Fun. Yeah, they're 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 getting goofy with it. They're oh, yeah. having they're having a goofy time. They're, I, do, they're I, doing I, hijinks. Yeah, they are. It it is suspiciously close to hijinks. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riker asks if something is wrong when they get in the ready room, and Picard asks if everybody's aware of the scheme to get Picard to go on holiday. Yeah, I and, love how pissed he is, uh, and also the way <laughs> the way he talks when he gets pissed. It's so funny. He's like, "Is everybody on the ship aware of the scheme mm-hmm. to get me to go on holiday?" And it comes Sean Connery. Yeah, <laughs> the scheme. Uh, and Riker <laughs> coyly says he thinks there are two ensigns on deck 39 who know nothing about it. Cause obviously they're asexuals, not invited to the origin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Picard muses that if he stays, the harassment will be worse than going then reconciles that he has been feeling fatigued recently mm-hmm. and reconsiders going on holiday. Gotta do it. Next we're in Picard's quarters and he's packing for the trip. And he's also packing some heavy meat in his pants. Okay. <laughs> he's wearing this sick bomber jacket with like one half of it's like wavy. It's really fucking yeah. sick. Yeah. Um, he looks good. It's dope fashion. Yeah. 
It seemed very unlike him to wear, though. It, it seemed, does. It's, it's, it, it's very like Zara from like seven years ago when they were still making original designs. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a, a future puffy pirate shirt. A little bit, but only <laughs> half of it. The other half is like a regular bomber jacket, yeah. which is actually pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, Deanna says Picard looks handsome, and he does. He's dashing. He's fucking dashing, fellers. Yeah. He's a dashing baldman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riker comments on the books that he's bringing. And Picard says he likes to bring some light reading on vacation. <laughs> the light reading is Ulysses by James Joyce in some ethics book. I don't know if you all ever have tried to read Ulysses, but it's some nerdy ass weird shit. It's like <laughs> Ulysses most um, inaccessible book. It's some fucking jumbled ass shit and it's super long. I mean, James Joyce's and, like, most the plot is inaccessible. Like, James sorry? Joyce's most inaccessible book. It, yeah. Didn't James Joyce, didn't he do uh, The Jungle? Is that him? No. No, no that's, that's uh, Upton oh, Sinclair. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Who ran for uh, California governorship in the 40s. Interesting. Yeah. Crazy. Interesting. Yeah, there was a bar in Baltimore, I think, called James Joyce. Oh, God, that place is probably insufferable. Did yeah. you go there? Yeah. Only went a couple times. Yeah, only went once. It's like it was an Irish bar, and I worked at an Irish bar at the time, so I was just like, to- <laughs> I worked at an, a rival Irish bar <laughs> called Tiernan. So you were playing a prank on them? <laughs> yeah. You were like going in there and like peeing in the, the somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> peeing in the yeah. whiskey? No, I just went, I went in there like, uh, like, I wasn't the biggest fan. It seemed kind of just like. Yeah, it seemed like it was trying to seem like a place that was much older than it actually was. It's kind of like, you know, like a Main Street USA Disney World type uh, type of bar. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was like, nah, not, not a fan. Right. <laughs> uh, so the other book he's bringing is some like ethics book that I don't think has actually been written. Uh, just some total nerd ass shit. <laughs> uh, Riker then asks if he's ever mentioned how imaginative the Riesian women are. And Deanna says, too often, Commander, then everybody leaves the room. <laughs> and, and what I actually think is one of, oddly enough, uh, Riker's creepiest moments. Riker's not creepy <laughs> often, but he's kind of creepy here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of what he says has, like, a hint of malice to it, but... Uh, really? Well, just like... <laughs> You know, just like him being creepy and like just like kind of perverted, but like he, but it's disarming because he's smiling and like has a very. Oh yeah, he does. He does the George Clooney, which is yeah, smiling and like putting your head down, so mm-hmm. you're like kind of peering. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> the, the also, it's also oddly enough the Richard D. Oh James, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so be be careful with the face you have. Make sure you have a face more like uh, Jonathan Freaks than Richard D. James. Right. Yeah. He's, yeah, his, you know his eyes are in the front of his face. He's a predator. Clearly. Yeah, you know he has the pussy yeah, vision. Definitely. He does. So. He does. <laughs> put, <laughs> put, put some mud over that if you don't want to go fucked. No, he does. He does have like a Kubrick stare. That's what it's called. Yeah, Kubrick, the Kubrick stare, and he's just like you know like a, he'd be directing that pussy in an <laughs> epic. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, 2069, a Riker Odyssey. Yeah. Mm. As they walk towards the transporter room, Riker makes a request of Picard. He preempts this with, you want a souvenir? And Riker requests that Picard get him something called a Horgon, <laughs> which he claims shouldn't be too difficult to find. Horgon, applied directly to forehead. Horgon. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one gets that reference because no one's watched TV on the East Coast for 20 years, dude. <laughs> Is that just an East I Coast thing? I don't know thing? what you're referencing. Head on? 
You don't know head on? Head, head on. Head apply on. Directly. Apply directly to so forehead. Head I had, on. I had never seen it in my life until I took a trip to New York when I was like 12. Oh, for real? And Whoa. It, it, was, it was on like, it was on, I think, uh, Seinfeld. And it was on like every third commercial. Yeah, head yeah. on. Apply directly to the forehead for like five <laughs> seconds. And you're like, what the fuck was Why that? Why are you applying it directly to your it, forehead? It's a it, it's like it's a, a fake top- fake headache med- medication. Yeah, it's a that, topical like, cure for headaches. It smells like Ricola, but you rub it on your forehead. Oh, yeah. weird. Okay, I, it, I guess they don't make it anymore either. Wow. Because I wonder if it. I don't know. I've never actually used it, so I don't even know if it works or not. But, but I'm I'm assuming the whor- but the horgon actually has the opposite effect because instead of making the whores gone, it brings them to you. You make the it whores brings them all to your yard. Show up. You make them yeah. show up. Turn out. Yeah. <laughs> it like really increases one's milkshake. Well, output. wait, maybe it's maybe it's yeah, <laughs> maybe it's like a whore gonna suck this dick. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> whore gonna give me a prostate massage. You know what I'm saying? Whore gonna get on her knees. <laughs> whore, gonna make this whore gone into a whore better. <laughs> this whore gone into a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can't turn a whore into a housewife. Hoes don't act right. We know this. <laughs> they get to the transporter room and Worf is waiting for them uh, so he can get his SAG payment for this episode. He tells the captain he would feel better. Well, he, he is in, he is, does appear as a human on, on Riza. Yeah, true, true. Oh, but he doesn't have any lines, so he can't, oh, yeah. can't get his SAG. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells the captain he would feel better if he would allow a security detail to accompany him since he'll be out of comms range after they leave orbit. Picard says that sh- shouldn't be necessary since Risa has the reputation of being one of the most peaceful planets. He gives command of the ship to Riker and leaves to be transported. Riker gives a very big smile to Troy and says, he's going to have a great time. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he is. Not, not quite that creepy, but no one can be quite, quite as creepy as me. We're so. going to suck his dick when he's down <laughs> there. <laughs> We're going to get him into cock and ball torture on reason. He would never. He's not into that. No. not the type. He's a gentleman. Now, if we're talking about broccoli, like, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's into sick shit. shit. Cock and barclay torture. Let's make that into a shirt. That's fun. Yeah, there you go. Cock and barclay. Yeah, it no. says Cock and Barclay, and then it has like a black and white picture of Barclay in like a gimp suit, and then it says Torture. <laughs> I'll make the design. It's fine. <laughs> yes. No, I, no, you won't. Picard I, I want it. moves down to the planet and walks around, taking everything in, when suddenly a woman bumps into him. He begs his pardon. When she sees a Ferengi enter the room, so she pretends to know Picard and kisses him. With tongue mm. on the butthole, <laughs> as they do on Risa. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Ferengi looks dejected, and Picard says she might have mistaken him for someone else. She says she thinks she has, and Picard walks away, musing that a simple handshake would have sufficed. Which <laughs> Picard talks to himself out loud a lot in this episode. It's he does. Weird. Um, he doesn't usually do that. Uh, the two lobster people from earlier uh, enter and look at him suspiciously. The next scene opens on a shot of some woman we've never seen before and kind of just objectifies her for like 10 seconds. 
It just like pans over her entire bikini body, mm-hmm. and we never see her again. <laughs> there's a lot of cheeks hanging out at the Unrisa. Oh, there's a lot of butts. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like there's some like thongs and shit going on here, yeah. which I feel is like the '90s is really early for like all that cheek. Yeah, for all all the the butts, like the thongs going on here. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Baywatch what, what, wait, was on yeah, when at that I feel, time, I f- wasn't it? Wasn't wasn't Baywatch what? a thing at that uh, time? Maybe, right? Baywatch was a thing, but they didn't have thongs. They had full body things. And, and there was NYPD Blue that showed lot, that was known for was showing dude's, his butts. That was a dude's butt. Thing. Yeah, that yeah. was a very gross dude's butt. <laughs> that no one wanted. Hey, to see. hey, it's a butt. Like, Did they just show it's, that dude's butt? butt. It's a butt. It's yeah. a butt though. I know, but I'm, I'm talking about full cheek. Thong, thong specifically did not become, I don't think, like a culturally appropriate thing to put until on the thong song came out. Right? Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. exactly. Until yeah, the thong yeah. song, because that video, that video really break broke the barriers for putting thongs on television. Yeah. I think in like a major way, uh, but apparently this came before. And mm-hmm. so I'm surprised I didn't come before watching this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. Hey. I mean, they do try to cover them up a little with those transparent coats they all like to wear. A little. Yeah. It seemed oh. weird. Why Why were they wearing all those transparent coats? It didn't make sense to me. Uh, because they're not allowed to have weapons there. So it's like the transparent backpacks that they make you but take like at concerts it's now. It's like warm enough not to just be just walking around in a bikini. Yeah, but if you want to look cool wearing a plastic suit in a hot planet, <laughs> just cook yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a weight loss thing. It's so uh, they fucking yeah. like yeah, they, it's a sauna I, suit. Yeah, they they cook themselves. Yeah, like yeah. people people actually do that shit to yeah. like, drop weight. They yeah. s- they still sell they sell sauna suits like in in like places like Fred Meyer and shit. Like they just have them just yeah. kill yourself <laughs> putting on one of those things. Yeah, it'd be cool if like you had a sauna suit, but you just like put it on and just like kept on jerking off inside <laughs> the suit and like, filling it up with cum. Until, yeah, like cum was. So it's like, like a it's like a, a self My Little Pony. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah, the My yeah. Little Pony. Yeah, yeah, it's pony like the, the My Little yeah. Pony jar. It's like you're, yeah. you're your own mason jar full of uh-huh. cum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're, like, yeah. you're pony jarring yourself really at that point. <laughs> oh yeah, but but then here's 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 the uh, the execution of the plan. It's like in the end, when you're totally full of cum, you rent yourself out to a birthday party as a human pinata, <laughs> and they get to uh, they get to whack you until you come. What kind of birthday party do you go into? <laughs> Barclay's birthday. My guy. birthday party. Uh, okay. <laughs> Happy Barclay! <laughs> Happy yeah, Barclay! Dude, that's a Barclay party for sure. That would take so long though. Like, are you just hanging out in the suit, like yeah. in between jerking off? Like, yeah, maybe for you. Like, what do you do? Just, just hydrating. Do you just wear the suit all like, the time because you got to go to work and stuff. You just you have like a, <laughs> if you work from home. That's yeah. true. You have like that's a. True. a yeah, <laughs> a mango nectar IV going into your vein at all times. Yeah, it's like I wanted to taste sweet for the children. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what children? Whoa. Why are there children at your birthday party? Parody, parody. Do not <laughs> in, a, in a video game. In a video there, game, there's children in this video game. No, no, there's might... not. No, they're full grown <laughs> adults of, of of consenting yeah. age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, adults and dogs of consenting age. <laughs> Yeah, dog, yeah, adults and dogs of consenting age. Because <laughs> you know dogs would be attracted to the yeah. smell. There'd just be a whole bunch of wild dogs just like gathering around. Yeah. Just like biting at the seat. The dogs suit. are going to be really interested. <laughs> I want to see the lost episode of Scooby-Doo where like uh, Shaggy puts peanut butter on his balls. Yeah. You know, I think that exists. I'm sure it does. I bet it does. Or what about this, this yeah. the lost Scooby-Doo episode where, uh, you know, 
Uh, Scooby is sleeping on his back and Daphne gets an idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, because all white women want to fucking yep. dog. We know this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in a video game. In a video game. White women, on- white women only want to fuck dogs in video games, just to be clear. Parody. Yeah, Nintendo. Uh, that's the game. Want- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking, uh, that's why all white women miss Neopets. Mm. Is, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, meanwhile, uh, while the woman is being objectified on screen, Picard is reading a book and is annoyed by the people around him playing and making noise. <laughs> a small probe appears near him and he tries to swat it away. A woman catches it and apologizes for still being new at Hoverball. <laughs> she introduces herself as Joe Vall an employee at the resort, and asks him if he requires anything. He says she's the fifth woman to ask him that. And all he requires is to sit in the sun, reading his book, alone. And afterwards, she asks, and suggests a swim and a massage. Sounds mm. tight, actually. Doesn't say what yeah, kind of massage. <laughs> yeah, she. I think she's rub map. Dude, he's getting rub map as hell. Like this is total like rub maps. Like this is what it's like. He's bringing the rub. Ru- this is like a rub maps yeah. app. It's like Uber <laughs> rubs. Mm-hmm. She's bringing it, the rub to him. It's like Siri oh, yeah. for you know? rub maps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey Siri, where can I get jerked off near here? Did it listen to you? <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> Wait. Wait. No, Siri, cancel. Okay. <laughs> Wait, okay. why do you have the Indian anyway, man? Anyway. for Siri. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Nobody... be, 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 because I find it funny. <laughs> And wait, did he actually have a result? Yeah. <laughs> What's the result? He, he, uh, the result was like some consignment. Store <laughs> You're like, no, not exactly that. It'd be great if it pulled up the nearest like Asian massage parlor. <laughs> uh, hey, could we pause real quick? Um, I think my mom was visiting, and I think she's using a vacuum. Oh, that that's what oh, that shit. sound is. Okay, we'll be right back. Mom? We're recording for you. Sorry about that. Um, right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, I love all this. You got to keep that in on the recording. <laughs> like, you, because, like, I could hear you be like, hey, mom. We're recording. <laughs> it's really good. You gotta, you gotta keep it in. Okay. Um, so, Picard rejects the idea of a swim and a massage. Uh, Joe Vall says she doesn't understand as Picard possesses the Horgon. Picard is confused, but Joe Vall clarifies that the Horgon is the Rysian symbol of sexuality. Of course it is. Mm. To own one is to wield its powers, and to display it is to announce you are seeking Jamaharon. Jamaharon. 
Sounds like an acid jazz band. Dude. <laughs> they, they go on like tour right? with Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai, Jamaharon, together. Or a jam band, Jam Aharon. <laughs> also, there was a missed opportunity that um, Cisco never went here and gotten confused Jamaharon for Jambalaya. Oh, <laughs> that's really good. Cisco's <laughs> dad. He's like, he's like oh, I, I heard they have the best Jambalaya so, down here. So it's if like, you have this statue, they bring you Jambalaya <laughs> right to where you are. Mm. <laughs> he just ends up getting a prostate massage. He's like, I don't need no fucking soup. Whoa. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, so Joval asks if Picard uh, seeks Jom Haron. Oh no! Actually, so right right before that, Picard just stares into the distance and says, "Rika," in like <laughs> a truly hilarious moment. You should have done like how like uh, Seinfeld says Newman. He's like Riker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like that son of a bitch. He tried to get my dick sucked. <laughs> I'm going to talk to him. No one gets the uh, so captain's Javon, dick sucked. <laughs> I'll give him such a tongue lashing. <laughs> no one sucks my dick but me. <laughs> um, so Picard admits he doesn't even know what John Haron means. Uh, Joval asks mm-hmm. if the Horgon is for someone close to him. And Picard says it is. She asks if it's for someone he loves. And he says, I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> which is kind of funny, but also kind of cruel. I think he does love Riker. I don't know. Well, not in that I don't way. Think he does. But in a, in a, in a, a friendship way. He loves not Riker. Not yet. I yeah. feel like in season Riker. seven, Picard <laughs> loves Riker. But season three, Picard maybe doesn't love Riker yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he loves Riker. I think we all love Riker. Okay. He's just, he's such a, he's a sly, sly fun man. He's a fun man. He's mm-hmm. a fun sexman. We enjoy, we enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joval says she'll leave Picard to his book, and he quickly hides the Horgon under a blanket. Just then, the Ferengi from earlier looms over Picard. Uh, he tells the Ferengi he's blocking the suns. The Ferengi says he knows Picard is working with her, and he's making a mistake. Picard says he doesn't understand. The Ferengi says to tell her he wants the disc back immediately. And Picard says he doesn't know what the Ferengi's talking about. Oh, by the and this uh, Ferengi's played by uh, Max Grodencheck. Who by, plays really Rom. plays Rom. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. I, the, I meant to or don't you mean Nog? Yeah, his first... Uh, didn't Max... No, he's Rom. Max, yeah, Aaron oh, Eisenberg right, right. My, my bad, yeah. my bad. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Um... So the Ferengi uh, says he's getting impatient and demands Picard talk business. Picard says Ferengi demands carry little weight with him. The Ferengi says obviously Picard hasn't dealt with his people before. Picard laughs and says, all too often. (laughs) Uh, And the Ferengi are not to be trusted in a true display of racism. I mean, there's there's a lot of casual racism in Star Trek that like you just see everywhere when people just like generalize races of people and be yeah. like, "Oh, the Klingons are warlike, the Ferengi are greedy," and like, yeah, some of them, but like a lot of them break the mold, and that's that's one thing I like about DS Nine. Yeah, that's where they, really... yeah, they really kind of show that like you know uh, none of the races are a monolith in any way, mm-hmm. and um, you know. 
before, like on TNG, the Ferengi are a weird, greedy monolith. Mm, yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, DS9 really clears that up, yeah, and I really we like love that. the mm-hmm. the Ferengi redemption arc. They became one of the fan favorite races for good reason. They're awesome, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have DS9 to thank for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The Ferengi asks if Picard dares to insult him, and the captain has had enough. He closes his book and gets up in the Ferengi's face telling him he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Doesn't know about any disc and to fuck the fuck off. <laughs> the Ferengi laughs and accuses Picard of lying. Says it's not over yet, saying the disc and the woman are his. Ooh. Oh yeah. Picard lays back down and the woman who kissed him earlier shows up greeting him. Picard says he's not seeking Jamal Haron and she's like, all right, but you really should try it sometime. <laughs> He's then a little bit embarrassed and admits uh, she wasn't trying to help him find it. Um, he says he was confused since her greeting the day before was pretty over the top. She apologizes and introduces herself as Vash. Oh, yeah. He reciprocates and goes back to reading his book immediately. Yeah, he does not <laughs> uh, when she tries to con- Yeah, when she tries mm. to continue the conversation, he sighs... But she's persistent and, like, takes his book and puts it down, and he tells her he's a captain of a Federation starship. She says that explains why he was having an altercation with a Ferengi earlier, and Picard realizes she's the woman the Ferengi was talking about. Picard gets angry and tells her he's going to find some privacy. <laughs> uh, I love how <clears throat> British people say And privacy. schedule. Yeah. Well, of, well, he's French. Schedule. It's, it's one of the best things they say. <laughs> Shed- schedule is okay. Privacy. Privacy is better, definitely. Yeah, it is better. Uh, yeah. Take the take the apples and pays. No. You know the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bangers and mash. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Bangers uh-huh. and mash. <laughs> like you tell that to Riker, he's like, what? <laughs> Banger and what? <laughs> I haven't heard of that move before. <laughs> but wait, I get to bang her and I get potatoes. Oh. Bang her ass? <laughs> <laughs> bang her and smash yes please um suddenly the ferengi happens upon them and says i thought you said you didn't know her and picard says he doesn't and does not wish to the ferengi and the woman have a disagreement about the disc and vash says maybe she can explain everything for picard later as she slips something into his pocket picard mm. leaves and the ferengi tells the woman he'd happily pay her weight in gold for the disc which is odd because um, in DS9, they established gold is worthless. Yeah. It's just used to encase the latinum. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's yeah. like, oh, who could imagine that go- that worthless gold could, en- could encase a beautiful latinum or something? Mm-hmm. It's true. So she rolls her eyes and walks away. The disc is obviously a glory hole Las Vegas 2007. <laughs> ah, 2008. But yeah, that's one of my. F- oh, sorry. Well, no, no. This this is the ori- this is the original before okay, two thousand eight. So not the one. Oh. I, the one. Uh, Pat, do you know this story? Okay, hmm. so I work at a place that takes apart computers a lot to fix them, and one of my colleagues came into the repair room with a uh, DVD drive that had a disc stuck in it. He took it apart and popped the disc out and immediately started laughing. Then held up the disc to show us all, and it was a DVD-R. That's a had written on it in Sharpie. Glory Hole, Las Vegas, 2008. 
Was it just like ones that he recorded? We don't was know. It like a, we don't know. Like a, but like that—that's just the DVDR that was in that that uh, disc drive that we that we freed it from. Yeah. Interesting. You see a lot of Amazing. cool stuff inside people's computers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I probably would just like I would prefer to just smash my own computer open and take that disc out myself before I let anyone else find it. <laughs> Some people truly don't care, especially. Yeah, especially it sounds like it could potentially be illegal. It could like if it was how, just, how would it be illegal? Well, it, like does it was it a, a, a produced film or it was, was it like uh, he well, had we cameras. don't know we didn't watch it we just saw the DVDR so it was a burned DVDR that said yeah glory hole I mean, Las I mean Vegas. If, if you're on that side of the glory hole and being filmed I think you'd notice right. Well, it could be like and, a Chuck. It could be like a Chuck Berry situation like where like, the, he yeah. had cameras in the, I see in the bathrooms. I, I guess, but it's like if you're if you're going to a glory hole to suck a dick, I feel like you've already put aside the shame of like being on camera and shit. Like, I, I here's what I like to imagine. I like to imagine it's the only glory hole video from the other side. <laughs> so you just like see a guy up against <laughs> With the wall, his ass <laughs> clothed, <Yeah>. going, <laughs> "Oh fuck." Oh, oh, for like 20 minutes. Uh, that's actually a long time for a glory hole. I'd say more like eight minutes at mm. max. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you think is a good time for a glory hole? It depends on how good, I've how never good been. the other side of the glory <laughs> hole is, right? Like, yeah, but at the same time, I feel like no one wants to be there too long and you know, the throat gets sore, especially if you're, you know, doing multiple yeah. dicks. Mm. Um, you know, I, I'd say eight, eight to ten minutes. Plus, you don't want to take up yeah. the stall too long. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say like that's the maximum the... length that you can spend there. Yeah, you should yeah. probably try to get in and out yeah. in about five minutes. Like, bang, bang, bang! Hey, buddy, come and get out. <laughs> There's a line out here. I'm trying to take a. Sh- I'm trying to take a <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't care about the damn glory hole. <laughs> what the go in the sink? God damn it! That, no, that's a great idea. The shitter's next That's door. That's a great idea for a sketch. You got like a, it's like a glory <laughs> hole in the bathroom. The guy's got to take a shit. And he's like, I'm sorry, guys. I know, like, I know this is a big part of why you come here, but I, like, I really got to use the fucking toilet, okay? <laughs> I'm going to blast all over this will... fucking Dyson out here if you don't let me in. <laughs> I'm willing to compromise. I'll jerk you off while I shit my pants. Before I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> So Picard enters his room and the lobster people are scanning it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Picard asks what the hell they're doing in there. And they say that they are Vorgons named Asure and Baratas who have come from the 20th century. Baratas. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Baratas. Who have come from the 27th century to find Picard. Baratas Hussein Obama. Picard asks... uh, that even if he believes who they are, if they have birth certificates to prove they're from the United States of America. Um, uh, he asked if, uh, even if he believes who they are, uh, what would they want with him? They ask if he knows about the Tox Utat, uh, which they also call the Tox Utate in here. I don't mm. know. Uh, Picard is aware of the legend that tells of a visitor from the future who left behind a mysterious device of the name Toxutat. Baratus explains that the uh, Utat is a phase inhibitor capable of halting all nuclear reaction within a star. 
The Vorgons say that. That's what uh, Malcolm McDowell invents in Generations. Oh. Is it? I didn't realize that. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. He yeah. invents the talks you taught. Yeah. I don't think he calls it that, but yeah, but that does, that's what it does, like his thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's what he uses to, like, um, you know, change the trajectory of the, of the, uh, the vortex or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> I yeah, I don't really remember. That. Yeah. We'll watch it eventually. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Picard says he hasn't found anything, including peace, which is the only thing he's looking for. The Vorgons assure him he will find the device as it is already part of history. Picard asks what he'll do with the Utat if he finds it, and they say he should return it to them immediately. Picard says it does belong in their time, so that does make sense. The lobsters beam elsewhere and disappear. Picard digs through his pockets and finds the disc Vash put in his pocket earlier. Mm -hmm. Over in Vash's room, she's cleaning up a huge mess. Uh, she excuses herself and says the Ferengi has gone to searching her room periodically for the disc. Picard holds it up and asks if that's what she's looking for. She apologizes for planting it on him, but says she was afraid the Ferengi would start personally searching her. Picard says the disc must contain valuable information. She says she doubts it would be anything Picard is interested in, but he says that depends on whether or not his, it has anything to do with the talks Utat. Picard says he's heard rumors that Utat is located somewhere on the planet. Crazy. <laughs> Vash says she was the personal assistant of the late Dr. Estragon, which is such a cool name. Uh, Dr. Estrogen. And Dr. Est indeed, <laughs> Dr. Estrogen, the inventor of uh, HRT. Thank you, Dr. Oh. Estrogen. Uh, who spent <laughs> his life searching for the Tox Utat. Uh, she says the disc contains basically his life's work, his research notes, and his maps. Uh, while that they wouldn't have some sort of subspace cloud at this point or something mm. where you could like upload, you know, data. Yeah, well, I mean, they're still like kind of just imagining things in 1990s technology. Right. That's such yeah, a reasonable it's, response it's, it's, to that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's dumb technology. Though, still. <laughs> it's like not forward thinking at all. It's like, yeah, yeah, well, it's it's the exact same thought behind mini discs. It's like, yeah, yeah, the future though, the future It'll is... It'll be this small. Yeah, it's discs, <laughs> but check it out, check it out, check it out. They're smaller. Like, yeah. Come on. And it has all of his work and on this little tiny thing, that that's blow, would blow people's minds. They... People in the 90s are like, Yo, oh, yeah, there's whole, this, all the information just floating out in the sky. <laughs> and people are like, no, that's, that's yeah, not. Yeah, if you showed somebody in 1995, yeah. like, an iPhone, like, they would, their mind would explode. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah. It would kill a yeah, medieval definitely. peasant. Oh, especially if it had, like, a sonic <laughs> hentai oh, yeah, on it. Oh, yeah, Waluigi Oh, my God. Dude, imagine if you showed that to someone... Like in '95, like before Sonic Three came out, they'd probably out, kill themselves. I'd kill myself. Like they would be like, "That's the future." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, there's only two more Toe Jam and Earl games. <laughs> oh, you get a Game Gear that just has Sonic porn on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the future's looking all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool if they were um, like, "Oh yeah, so that's Sonic porn." Hell yeah, and just starts jacking it just right yeah. there. That'd be tight. Yeah. Take me with you, please. <laughs> um, so uh, Vash says she's continuing the doctor's work, but Sovak, the Ferengi, who also aided the professor, uh, especially in unethical matters, 
wants the information so he can auction it off the talks Utat, whereas Vash wants to present it to the Daystrom Institute for Study. She says she still has to find the Utat, but it won't be easy with Sovak watching her. Picard offers to go in her place, and she stands up and asks if that's an order, and they get super flirty and almost fuck yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Like, they are super <clears throat> horny right here. Uh, but she says the professor's notes are in code, so she'll have to yeah. go with him. Picard says he knew she was trouble from the moment he met her, and she says he looks like a man who can handle trouble, and the sexual tension is, like, palpably Definitely. dripping at yeah. this point. Boiling yeah. over. Oh, They're it's, gonna I mean, yeah, it is, like, I can smell... I can smell the sexual. You know, I I gotta say, I actually do like their chemistry. Like, I feel like they picked a good. Mm -hmm. No, it is good chemistry. Actress to portray like a person Picard would Mm -hmm. potentially get involved with. Like, she's pretty cool and like pretty smart, and I don't know. It Mm -hmm. it makes sense. She's a little wild for him, but it also makes sense that he would go for that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean she's she's a good actress too. Uh, Jennifer Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Hetrock, <laughs> who is mostly John Jennifer <laughs> Hotrick, mm-hmm. uh, who is on a bunch of TV stuff, uh, mostly known for her work on mm-hmm. TNG. Uh, she was also in a couple right, of Q episodes, uh, mm-hmm. Cupid and yeah, Q less later in the series. Q wants to fuck yeah. Picard's sloppy seconds <laughs> oh, and yeah. it, the whole thing. Uh, well, he he just he's like well if. If I fuck her, then it's like fucking Picard, <laughs> mon capitan. He's like, um, sorry, I'm not going to help you come up, come to terms with your trauma till later. <laughs> so like, so you can have you can have a girlfriend. I'm gonna steal this one and let you have a Romulan. Uh, I just want your sloppy <laughs> seconds so I can taste the essence of your penis, Picard. <laughs> you think you think uh, you would just she, make uh, himself into her and just have Picard fuck her yeah. and then be like, oh. He just, he just makes himself into Picard's condom, and he's like, oh, this is my place of peace. Um, Turns into his bicycle seat. Like, ah, <laughs> yes, yes. He would. He would. <laughs> you mean, there's no bicycles in Star Trek. I've, they, I don't think I've ever seen they, a bicycle they, on Star Trek. Dro- Neelix rode one. Yes, he did. did he? And then there's that... Yeah. Well, looks there's, that, sucks, there's that so. like arc I, I think it's on TNG it might be Voyager but the, I think there's the arc on TNG where there's like the uh, uh, World War 2 timeline shit where they're like riding bikes around mm-hmm. like the the World War 2 shit that might be Voyager that's not yeah. on Star Trek that's in the no, past no but it's in the holodeck it's in that the holodeck yeah that was the, the, that yeah. was the oh, Voyager the that was Voyager yeah, so yeah. Oh, there's, a, there's a bike, too, in the Irish episode of Voyager as well. Yeah. I think Tom Paris right. Of course Tom Paris Yeah, so see, there's bike. bicycles. No, but they're on the holodeck, though. <laughs> Those well, are you bikes make in something Star Trek, bike though. Seat on a- You're like, there's no bikes. It started, there's absolutely bikes. But the, there's, no, there's, the, there's no functional bikes in Star Trek. That, that's, like, that's like saying there's like Irish people on Star Trek that aren't <laughs> in the holodeck. They don't exist uh, in the future, except on that neither, planet. Neither do Italians. Italians don't exist. Thank God. Um, yeah. Like someone, someone did a song. Well, I mean, yeah, there is Chief O'Brien, Chief O'Brien, so there is an Irish person, and he's like talking about like there, potatoes there is O'Brien. No- he's like, "Oh, I love me potatoes," yeah. and like he's just <laughs> Irish as fuck. What are you talking about? 
No, that, he's he's cosplaying as that. He changed uh, his name. He's uh he's actually he's uh, the potato boo. He's he's African. <laughs> he's from Ivory Coast. Is where his uh, family's he's, he's from. from South Africa. Yeah, no, he's Ivory Coast. He's his his parent okay. his uh, ancestors were um, ninja and um oh yeah, 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 yeah from yeah. Diane were <laughs> yeah, Di- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, his ancestors yeah. are no, Elon like, Musk and the girl from Diane were. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you know he would probably like pay to impregnate her, though. I mean, yeah, he does have a history of doing that. Yep, he does. Oh yeah, now he's looking for a new, a new, um, new musician, I guess. Since Grimes, oh yeah, I mean she's she's kind of like a cut rate Grimes, isn't she? Yeah. He's yeah. like a, a, a stinkier Grimes. I don't know. Who <laughs> she, do you think does, smells worse? It's hard to say. Yolandi or Grimes? I bet because, they both smell really funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Grimes did like what, like uh, write that one album just like doing meth inside of her room for a week <laughs> so without yeah. leaving. And she only ate spaghetti until her hair fell that's out. A, that's cool as <laughs> did shit. Did you hear about that? I didn't know that. I have a because she just she tried to be. She tried to be. <laughs> that is some. That is some real That's stinky like girl hours. That, like that, real yeah. stinky girl I'm, hours. I'm pretty sure Grimes stinks. Yeah. Oh yeah, she she probably smells like old Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah, like Yolandi like, looks just oddly salty for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yolandi looks stinky, but I bet she's actually probably pretty hygienic. Like Grimes, like full on stinks. Like, oh, yeah. thanks for the breakdown, Pat. <laughs> yeah, she she sounds like a boat bilge. Or smells mm-hmm. like boat bilge. You know? Yeah. Up at the Star Trek podcast, giving us that foghorn. Yeah, I say, I say. Yeah, you know, I like that little foghorn sound, you know. <laughs> what, what are we doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> a fucking long form Star Trek comedy podcast. <laughs> Picard says he knew she was trouble from the moment he met her. And she says he looks like a man who can handle trouble. She says they'll need to go to some caves 27 kilometers to the east. I wrote 27 miles because I refuse to accept kilometers. Um, So they'd way overshoot. Uh, He tells her to get changed and meet soon. And she says they're going to make a wonderful team and gives him some of the fuckiest fuck eyes I've ever fucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The two change into some safari clothing and rendezvous back in the main meeting area or whatever, but Sovak has the drop on them and confronts them with a gun to their back, asking if they really thought they could deceive a Ferengi so easily. Picard tells him that weapons aren't allowed on the planet, but the Ferengi tells Picard not to trust uh, Vash, then asks if Picard knows how she got the disc in the first place. He says that he paid her to steal it. But instead, she stole his money and went to Risa. Mm-hmm. He says she's a greedy and unscrupulous woman, the perfect mate for a Ferengi, uh. which was a great line. I really love that line. But, and I, I love how after that, he also then says, and so are you, Picard, or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of. A, I want to suck your dick too, <laughs> Mon Capitan. But he was, but he was like saying that he that Picard was unscrupulous. But it but it sounds like he's saying like, no, you're the perfect yeah, myth as well. Yeah, he wants to be in a thruple. <laughs> I like to get some of that, yeah. Bussy. He wants to be in a thruple. <laughs> yeah. What that Captain Ussy yeah. do? <laughs> he wants to be the cream in their um, Oreo for sure. No, no. <laughs> I'd like to see his French Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Uh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah that's, I'm going to change my Tinder bio to that. Just show me your French Stewart. That's the entire thing. <laughs> DM me French Stewart pics. <laughs> DM me, yeah. The, uh, and then include a foghorn noise. The Frankie threatens to shoot them, but they wrest the gun from him by throwing a backpack at him, and Picard punches him in the face and throws the gun into the bushes. This part was so fucking rad. <laughs> It was like, like he like he he does a little thing where he like uh, he throws the, the gun, gun to one hand and then just like socks him and just like knocks him backwards. It was so he throws good. the gun from one hand to the other, much like Kid Rock uh, did to Steven Tyler at the 2001 VMAs mm. when they sang "Walk This Way Together." Right. Mm. That's where, oh, yeah. that's where he got it from. That, that's ancient history. <laughs> he went, he, well, because there's there's time traveling in here, and mm-hmm. so Picard's all about know, history, yeah. though. He's yeah. a yeah, historian, is, you know. He knows all about Kid Rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, yes, I'm bringing some light reading. I have uh, Ulysses by James Joyce and the album jacket to <laughs> Devil Without a Cause by Kid Rock. I'm familiar with all of Kid uh, Rock's activities Kid... and also adult <laughs> rock's activities. <laughs> Before the fall of America, they had one badass and his name was Kid Rock. <laughs> Yeah, all that survives is like Kid Rock's <laughs> memoirs. <laughs> it was like there was a whole bunch of them in like um his uh what's the name of his restaurant? Do you know the name no. of his restaurant? Uh, it's like uh it's like uh called um Kid Rock's Big Ass Hoot Nanny something or other. It's like That's some- <laughs> right. It's in it's in Nashville, I wanna mm-hmm. say. Yeah, there keep violence keeps happening there. Like yeah. There keep on being like enormous bar fights. That okay, involve, like, it 30 is uh, Kid Rock's Big Honky Tonk and Steakhouse. <laughs> Big Honky Tonk <laughs> and Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as good as um. Oh, what's his name? Is it Keith Urban's "I Love This Bar and Grill"? <laughs> oh my or, god! I'm loving Keith Urban's or not Keith Urban. Uh, Toby Keith. Toby Keith. Oh. It's in Vegas. It's like called something like. I'm loving this bar and grill or something yeah. like that. It's it's yeah, something that, that doesn't make I love any this sense. bar. Yeah, that's it's from, Toby it? Keith. Yeah, I love songs, this yeah. bar and grill. Yes. Oh that's my god, it. their yeah. logo is Which so is like, good. It's just a like a guitar mm-hmm. with like red and white stripes, and then it just says Toby Keith's I heart this bar and grill in white and blue over it. So it's like red, white, and blue. It's really good. Oh. So here's here's where they went wrong because I know they uh-huh. fucked up here. They didn't make the G on they grill didn't. guitar. It should like be guitar like Guitar Center. You're right. <laughs> you know didn't. their logo actually Those looks a lot like the Guitar Center logo outside of that. Wow. Oh, yeah. I want. I wonder if it did look too close, and that, and then like they just had a whole bunch of like dads going in, trying, like looking. Where's the guitar yeah. so I can play? Yeah, let, let's <laughs> let's open up a big like uh, like Hard Rock uh, Cafe type restaurant called like the grill tar but like the logo looks exactly or grill tar center is what we'll call it the logo looks exactly so like a tar center more like the grill tar yeah. so we got we got people wandering in like i i just need a mic and we're like yeah you do but you know what you need even more a plate of wings buddy plate of wings and a cold beer come Hell on yeah. in donkey sauce this yeah. motherfucker and then yeah, then you then you get the you go to your um you go to your table and then there's oh, like a tar yeah, waiting like for you. Yeah, there's like a fucking like Squire Strats at mm. every table hooked up to like Line Six Spiders. You can <laughs> yeah. fucking rock out. <laughs> oh oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. You look at the menu and you're like, uh yeah, I think I'll have the noodles. And then the guitarist from Offspring shows hey. up at your table. <laughs> I heard you ordered these noodles, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> I work here. 
<laughs> the offspring's not doing so hot anymore. And I don't have any of the, the, the production rights. You could say it really affected my self-esteem. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You make that joke every time I'm in here. Just give me the damn noodles. You know what I meant? <laughs> yeah. So, um... We go to the darkened caves and Vash is doing calculations. They have 11 kilometers to go and Picard suggests they stay there for the night. And Vash is like, I was hoping you'd say that. Hell yeah. Wink, wink, nod, nod, poke, poke, mm-hmm. squirt, squirt. As they settle in, Vash admits that she hasn't been entirely truthful. Picard asks if she's admitting to stealing the disc and she says it's hardly stealing since she was his assistant uh, the doctor, uh, what? Estro- doctor Estrogen. Estragon. Doctor Estrogen. She was his, um, she says it's not exactly stealing since she was his assistant for five years and then he died. But she did steal Savick's, uh, Sobok's money. Picard says that any woman who can beat a Ferengi at his own game bears That's watching. True. That is true. Which is kind of creepy. Uh, she says she's flattered, and Picard says they should get some sleep. Yeah, but he only brings like one twin yeah. twin bed sized roll yeah. of sleep on. Like At he best. knows what's going on, and it's it's like sparkly shit. It looks like mm-hmm. it's rhinestoned or something. It's the dumbest looking blanket I think I've ever. Seen. I mean, it, it it was made on the on Riza, which is like you know. It, everything was just made for sex, even like their camping gear. So yeah, basically, it looks like the material that they made like Liberace suits out of. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, they just skinned Liberace. <laughs> <in there. laughs> My Liberace yeah. skin rug. Yeah, we, got, we, got, we killed two wild Liberaces to make this sleeping set. Has his head at the end. He's like, oh. <laughs> just shoved, just filled with, with rhinestones. Yeah, and yeah, poppers, exactly. <laughs> lube. Uh, Did you see uh, Behind no. the Candelabra? No. That movie's so good. Is it? Yeah, it's so good. Is that the one where there's a bunch of Ooh. dicks? Maybe. It's it's just about Liberace and, um, Liberace and his boyfriend. There's a Liberace movie, I guess, where there's a ton of penises. I don't remember and I'm penises. Like, oh, really? <laughs> but it does Tell have, me more. It does have Michael Douglas doing lots of poppers and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and... I didn't, and that's like all about his um, boyfriend who he made t- get plastic surgery to look that's like cool, him. That's a, such a cool mm. oh, yeah, move. Yeah. So that's that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a power move. I know it does rock. <laughs> like, I need you to look more like me, okay? Like, if this is going to work for me, like, we really need to look more similar. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, see, I can't, I can't come unless I'm, uh, how do I put this? Fucking me. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Vash says that she should thank, or that the Picard should thank her, since otherwise he would be back relaxing. And that's no kind of activity for a man like him. Mm. He admits that he's enjoying the adventure, and he immediately steals the blanket. <laughs> Vash rolls over, and she says she'll never forget his face when he thought she was offering Jamaharon, and that he seemed disappointed when she turned him down. They flirt just a little bit and then yeah, they fuck. Do. Mm-hmm. Just get yeah, down to fucking. fucking. Do. There's like a, a, a awkward moment. Picard's like, fuck it. And just kisses her. And then they fuck on some rocks yeah. on a blanket. <laughs> With their shoes on, their boots. Oh, they're still fully clothed too. Yeah. And he they- just he just slips it out of his pirate pants <laughs> and like 
puts it right in the wrong hole. And then she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he blows a, blows a fat load all over <laughs> safari pants. As you do. <laughs> and there's just like romantic music playing the entire time. It's beautiful. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> the next day they're wandering through the caves trying to get sensor readings, but there's a bunch of interferences. So they have to dig, but as they begin digging, the Vorgons show up. A bit premature, aren't we? Asked Picard. And Vash is like, like you were last mm. night? <laughs> <laughs> hey! Uh, and they say that they're to be witness to a great historical moment. Be witness to a great becoming. Nah. Yes. Be- becoming all over her safari <laughs> pants. <laughs> Picard becoming everywhere. Um, Vash asks, what the fuck? And Picard says, they're there to take the Utat back to their time. Vash is pissed, but right. Uh, and then Sovak shows up with a rifle, all like, oh, now the betrayer is the betrayed. Mm. And the Vorgons are like, uh, don't fucking interrupt the captain. But the Ferengi persists, saying he found, uh, saying that they found the disc. Vash says she burned her copy, but the Ferengi says it was only the outer casing. Sovak tells them to continue digging, and threatens them by firing his rifle. After some time digging, Picard throws his shovel in defeat. Sovak orders him to continue, but Picard says he sees no reason, as the Utat is obviously not there. Vash asks if he's suggesting the professor's evidence was wrong, and Picard says it would appear so. Sovak says Picard's trying to decide, uh, deceive them, but Vash says, according to the disc... They should have found it hours ago. The Vorgons call it most puzzling and beam away. I gotta say, Star Trek The Next Generation uses the word puzzling more than any other yeah, show. Yeah, there's a lot of puzzling. Data yeah. says it yeah. all the time. There's mm-hmm. a lot Speaking of puzzling of which, shit. no data yeah. in this episode. It's interesting. That's very true. Yeah, no data. Think... There was another person at the helm in this episode. Mm. Um, I know Jordy either. That's true. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Was was Data the helm? There was someone at the There was no Wesley Crusher. No. He wasn't the second helmsman. No. Uh, who? I, th- I think Data was. The, I think yeah. I think Data I think, was in the very end. But I don't think he had any lines. He didn't. He didn't. No. Yeah. Uh, so Sovak, now desperate, says he refuses to give up, and Vash says he, she doesn't know if the evidence is irrefutable anymore. Sovak tells them to move aside, and he begins digging. <laughs> Picard and Vash leave him and just go back to the resort. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> Uh, Vash is sad that she's wasted five years of her life, but Picard says there are other treasures to be found, mm-hmm, like exactly. this dick. And then she's like, I gotta take a shower, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Picard is like, <laughs> Picard is super horny, but she says, I need to be alone. Mm-hmm. And kisses him on the cheek, which is, uh, after future medicine, the, uh, the future, I have a headache. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Picard is hanging out on a veranda when Riker calls him up. He tells him he hopes he's not interrupting him, but the Enterprise-D has achieved orbit above uh, Risa, and they're ready to beam him aboard at any moment. Picard says he'll be beaming up shortly, but to be ready to execute transporter code 14 on his signal. Transporter code 14, Riker asks, and Picard says, I didn't stutter, bitch, <laughs> then ends the call. So, like, first and only time transporter code 14 is used. Yeah. So far. 
so far. I think I, I don't know. Is it ever used again? Mm-mm. Mm. Not, not yet. I mean, it could be. They could reference it some other point, especially maybe in lower decks or something. Who knows? Perhaps. <laughs> Next, we see Vash leaving, and Picard intercepts her. She says she was about to come say goodbye. She wasn't. No. And she was look, she, she's looking like a total smoke show. Oh, yeah. She looking is. really yeah, good. Yeah. She <laughs> says she wants to put all this behind her as soon as possible, unlike, uh, and she says, I don't want to put you behind Aww. me again, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? She doesn't want back shots from Picard anymore. <laughs> no. Sorry. Picard says, sure, but there's one last thing she can do for him. Tell him where she hid the talks who taught. At first, she plays dumb, but he explains... <laughs> She found the Utah when she first got there, and the rest of everything has been a ruse. She opens up a nearby statue and gives Picard the Utah, just like that. And the statue's like right there, for like right where they're standing. Yeah, like I feel that's a dangerous place to put it, since people just pick those up right. all the time when they're on their, on this place. So, so he asks if she was really going to give it to the Daystrom Institute, and she says she would have <laughs> kind of sold it to them instead. Yeah. The Vorgons arrive out of nowhere and uh, say, thank you, Captain. We knew you would succeed. Give us the Utat. But Vash stops him, asking if he's really just going to hand it over. Vash points out that in the professor's notes, it says two Vorgons are the ones who tried to steal the device initially. And for all they know, it could be these two. Picard tells them to prove their claim. And if Barat has a birth certificate mm. proving he wasn't born, <laughs> yeah, in Kenya, we gotta we gotta make sure to get that one right uh, this time, this time, mm-hmm. sure. absolutely. Uh, and they and uh, they say Picard himself uh, says it belongs in the future, but not necessarily to you. Picard exclaims, and they hold them at phaser point. They shoot Vash, and Picard quickly calls to the Enterprise for transporter code fourteen, which somehow no one else notices. Yeah. The Utah explodes and Picard goes to crush Vash. Mm-hmm. Uh, catch Vash. Yeah, so, he mm-hmm. wants to crush her, all right. Yeah. Smash Vash. Smash. Smash and Vash. Smash <laughs> yeah. Vash shots. Smash and oh, Vash's yeah. gash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Picard excoriates the Vorgons and tells them to return to their excoriate. own town. They tell nice him. That's a I word. love that word. Excoriate's so good. <laughs> Uh, they tell him that history says he destroyed the device, so he has fulfilled his destiny and his destiny too on PlayStation 5. Mm. We go back, and Picard is packing, packing some meat in his pants. Hey, I used that joke for a second. We got to bring some it fudge. back. You know? yeah. <laughs> Here you go, packing some fudge. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Whatever happened to fudge packing? You no should one says start that saying anymore. it. That's yeah. funny still. Yeah. Right? Bring back the yeah. classics. Bring it back. Yeah. yeah. The world is. Oh, yeah, let's let's make some merch that says like Fudge Packer and then has like a Klingon symbol or something. No, it says uh, yeah, Double Dick Fudge Pack, and it's got a Klingon insignia yeah. and some fudge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could in Spencer. You can oh, use yeah, it when you teabag you people. Yeah, it could be my spray. Yeah. Ooh, remember that book, Super Fudge? Do you think that was about Fudge Packer? I'm not familiar. Super with Fudge. That. Yeah, it was like. Beverly mm-hmm. Cleary or something like that. Oh, I never read that. Oh. You're alone yeah. in that well, reference, Brit. It was a kid's book, guys. This a, is this a Berenstain, Berenstain, Berenstain yeah, type thing? You remember thing? the no, Super Fudge? Super Fudge. It's like a Mandela effect. Look, look up Super Fudge while I read the rest of this. My Someone phone died. Oh. <laughs> plug it in. There's a thing right there. Um, so Picard asks what Vash's plans are. Oh, sorry. Uh, we go back to Picard packing uh, big right. fat cock. Um, 
and Vasha asks him if there are any openings for archaeologists aboard the Enterprise. And he says, the only opening that's uh, available is your asshole right now, right. baby. <laughs> Spread them. I like how he's still friendly with her, even though she just tried to double cross well, him. Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, I was, you know, I was a patsy yeah. the entire time. Nope. So Picard says she probably wouldn't like being on the Enterprise. And she says she couldn't tolerate all the discipline and starts to get a little flirty again, but he doesn't, he's like, yeah, she's like, I need some discipline, yeah, daddy. Captain. Yeah, right. uh, I need some discipline, her- captain. Yes. <laughs> Gotta get it right. Oh, captain. And also to yeah. follow up, uh, yeah. Super Fudge is a book. <laughs> More like a uh, clapped in them <laughs> cheeks. Super Fudge is a book written by Judy Bloom that came out in 1980. There you go. Judy yeah. Bloom. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 1980. Yep. yep. We're checking out. Mm-hmm. Put it on my nice. reading list. Your good uh, reads. Yeah, reading <laughs> um, like an Radiohead's second uh, album, In Bloom, written about her. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Mm. I thought it was. I thought it was about you know it's Jeff not. Goldblum, but or was that the Benz? I don't know. What was In Bloom? Was that their first album? That was, wasn't Nirvana? that Nirvana? <laughs> that was a Nirvana. Oh yeah, that album. was Nirvana. You're right. <laughs> I think yeah. I don't know. I'm losing it here. I'm not a very good Seattleite, guys. I'm sorry. I'm in sorry. in Goldblum. Yeah. We'll blow like that. <laughs> Thanks for saving yeah. it. You really saved that one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, Picard asks what her plans are, and she says she's going to explore some dangerous ruins. He gets all angry, and she's all like, uh, Jean-Luc, you really do care about me. Then he makes her promise to try and stay out of trouble, and they have one final kiss. Mm-hmm. Picard beams back up to the Enterprise and enters the bridge and asks how everything went on Starbase 12. Riker says everything went great, meaning his orgy oh, went yeah. off without oh, a hitch. Yeah. I bet they had lots of guacamole at that orgy. I bet that the, the fucking... Oh, the they probably were like, guacamole wrestling, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. We don't have jello in the future, so... Getting all sorts of yeast infections from guacamole getting yeah. in places where it doesn't go. There's no yeast in guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Picard mentions the whor- <laughs> Picard mentions the Horgon. He's like, "Yeah, Vash left the Horgon." Uh, <laughs> Horgon. Uh, and Picard says he and Riker have to have a little chat about the Horgon. Deanna asks if the trip was relaxing, and Picard says, "Uh huh," which is, I think, the only time Picard has ever said "uh huh" yeah. anytime yeah. ever. Uh, Picard smiles and says... I do like when he grunts in the beginning of the episode, though. It is, yeah. Where he's just where like, how was it? He's like, Ugh. Oh, yeah, and when, <laughs> and when the fucking Vash is trying to talk to him while he's reading, and he's like, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, Riker smiles and says, I knew he'd have a great time. <laughs> Send him to the pervert planet. <laughs> I got it all on yeah, secret video. Yeah, knew he was going to have a good time. <laughs> I chuck yeah. buried him the whole time. Three whole rice at 2008. You know, your kids aren't going to get this poop fetish. <laughs> or wait, no, that's yeah. not how it goes. Uh, yeah. End of episode. That's good. Yeah, yeah I, I fucking episode. love that episode. It's, it's uh, awesome. It's so fun, so much fun. Mm-hmm. So out of uh, 20, 23 episodes in the season, it is the sixth lowest rated <laughs> what? on uh, IMDb. Yeah. Interesting. There's a lot of there good episodes in season episodes three, though. Season yeah. There's a couple stinkers. Like Measure of a Man is in season oh, three. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's some uh, Yesterday's Enterprise, mm. which is a fucking Enterprise banger. No, that's fair. Yeah, so there's there's some great shit in season three. Like season three is really, I think, when it started oh, yeah. to totally pick up. Season yeah. two is like hit and miss. Season three is almost all bangers. There's like three or yeah. four episodes that mm-hmm. are great. 
This one is considered one of the ones. Yeah, that's I think great, it's a lot it. of fun. I think what's I like great it. about it for me personally is just that like the show has so many episodes that it allows them to do these kind of one-off little small character stories. And it's fun that they did an episode about mm-hmm. Picard and they managed to make it fun, right? In a way that they couldn't mm-hmm. capture with Star Trek Picard, you know? It's like they took yeah. the character and they did things with <laughs> yeah. the character that were somewhat within the realm of like believability uh, for what they've established. And mm-hmm. It's just a lot of fun seeing him interact with people. They picked a good opposite him with the girl that plays Bash. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid episode. I mean, it's not uh, exemplary no, Trek. I but, wouldn't put it on a lot of top fun. 10 lists or anything, except for like, except for top 10 lists. I might put it on top 10 of episodes where Picard fucks. Yeah. Um, Which, I don't even know if that, does that have even 10? Well, Inner Light, because he has kids. Inner Light, definitely. Inner Light, well, inner, inner Light he doesn't fuck, actually, though, because a a version of his life that doesn't right. happen fucks yeah, yeah. He has a all lot kids. but like still <laughs> yeah. grandkids yeah, yeah. uh-huh <laughs> um gosh i mean there's the one episode of picard the last episode of picard uh, season two ugh. where he gets you know fucking asshole deep and yeah I'm glad we watched uh like uh Hundred hours of television <laughs> for that moment. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> it's good for me. If it's what for you? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a, I I'd say a classic Definitely. Star Trek episode. Not yeah. not 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 great, but you know, it's it's above average TNG, and all above average TNG Definitely. is classic Trek. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, um, I love Vash. She's yeah, my, she's um, I actually. I didn't. I, I remember her from the Q episodes, but I didn't remember her introduction in this episode mm-hmm. at all. I actually didn't really remember this episode at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. She's um. Uh. She's the number one girl. I think for. I think like. I think. I think they made a good pair. You know, opposites attract. Like I kind of see like they probably aren't weren't in good good spot to meet up then because mm-hmm. you know she's very much a free spirit and you know they complement each other. Like she brings out like the. The swashbuckling adventure hero in right, Picard, right. which he really she, likes. She brings out the insurrection ah. in Picard. <laughs> yeah, like that's a yeah. She like the stuff that's appropriate for him. Where in like you know the movies and in Picard, where he's just like this you know murder mm-hmm. hobo, <laughs> like like not believable. But when he's with Vash, like it's charming. He like he's he's like he's yeah. charming. It makes like um, yeah, yeah. I can believe the two of them. Yeah, and it makes sense fuck. that he yeah. would like they, act that way around somebody that he wants to fuck, and like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And one thing too, like this is one of the few people he really interacts with that is not under his right. command, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's always interesting yeah. to see. He charms her, and and um, yeah, they and I, I think they had a really good relationship. I would have, I would have liked it to come forward or have her return have her have returned for Picard instead of Irish, Yeah, that would have uh, made Romulan. like so much oh, that's true, actually. Sense. I would have No, it makes too much as... sense for them to do that. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Having Vash cuz cuz right. she's with Q, like, right? And if like yeah. Q like travels back with well, her. Well, she leaves she leaves Q and Q less. That's right. That's yeah. what's called Q. Yeah. yeah. But so now she's like and plus like now now like you know Picard is, you know, out of Starfleet. 
like mm. I and and like they both share such a huge love of archaeology and alien cultures and stuff. Like it would made sense that they oh, yeah if they went on a swashbuckling adventure together. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, with, just like like seven nine as captain. Like that that would have been more awesome. fun. Yeah, just like having fun, you know. And then like now Picard's you know free from his like duties to Starfleet. He's able to actually live the life that he would have loved to live with Vash, and, uh, but he couldn't because he was you know he's married to Starfleet basically. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Well, One I mean, of the like biggest so flaws I think of Picard is that they treat him like he's this sad old man that wants to relive his glory days. But like I don't believe that Picard would be mm-hmm. like that. I believe that he would be like off on planets, no. fucking like doing archaeology, reading books, going to museums, like doing mm-hmm. cool shit. Like he would be doing all that shit. I don't believe yeah. for one second he'd be a weird sad old man. Like, no way. No. <laughs> I I want to be with my dogs and think about fucking a Romulan. Yeah. And even still if he wasn't doing the archaeology stuff, I mean he could have still done like been some good as like a just right. a diplomat, you know, and you know, it's like an early, like like Spock did mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like he wouldn't have yeah, he wouldn't have had like some sort of like regrets because he lives lived such a full life. You know, you know what would have been amazing, amazing season of Picard is just Look, look, Swan of Troy finds out where he is and he's just running from her for the entire season. <laughs> and she's just trying to jump his bones the entire season and he gets the jump on her like every time. Ends up and, in like, adventures along the way. It's just 10 episodes of him yeah. avoiding her pussy. Like, and there's like little adventures at every place. And so it's episodic. Or maybe the, maybe the, um, the arc is he allows himself to do it mm-hmm. and enjoy it. That's, right. well, that's the very end. Yeah. He is like, she's like, Seriously, just like, I mean, if you don't want to look just at my face, tip. we can do the glory <laughs> hole. And then he does a, a Las <laughs> a Vegas glory hole, hole. 2008. Rise of glory hole 2379. <laughs> yeah, yeah, start date. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2369, yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it was fun watching this episode. I've actually watched this episode somewhat recently. So I'm watching it again, and it's still mm-hmm. great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't seen this one in years, and uh, I, I liked it. It was fun. It wasn't, I mean, wasn't it an exemplary episode. I'm not going to, like, go back and watch it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But it was fun, and, you know, uh, yeah, because they did mention it. They, t- they talked about this episode quite a bit on, uh, I've talked about it on here before, uh, Jesse Gender's, like, five-hour video on the history of sexuality in TNG. Mm. Uh, and she spends, like, I don't know, half an hour on oh. this episode alone. Wow. And it's a great breakdown. Mm. Uh, I, I don't mind it. Mm. Right on. Check it out. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess cool. that's that. Um, I guess that's so that. now that we reviewed the old episode for the week, the classic episode, uh, would you like to go ahead and choose a new episode for next week? Hell I yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah. Right. So uh, Spencer, you we're going to our... generate, yeah, we're going to mm-hmm. generate a number between one and 821. Mm-hmm. And we're going to generate it three times. The third one is going to be the one that we watched. So let's go, let's generate a, a first one here. Mm-hmm. A rough draft, if you will. And that rough draft is 345. Fuck you, 345. <laughs> yeah, that was some you. episode of DS9. Suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. All right, let's oh, sorry, that was ready to do another one. Let's do another one. Mm-hmm. Next one, 695. Ooh. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck. fuck That's an episode that. of fuck Voyager. That. Or, yeah, probably Voyager. It is. Um, all right. One more. And the episode we are watching of Star Trek is 399. 
the episode that we're going to be watching next week, uh, mm-hmm. 399th episode overall is episode two, or sorry, episode 16 from season two of Voyager, mm. Meld, which is a Tuvok oh. episode. Mm. Tight. Yeah. Another Tuvok episode. That's so weird that we got two Tuvok episodes of Voyager. Yeah, th- this random gen- uh, number generator loves TNG and Tuvok episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that Tuvok episode that we watched was pretty sick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, that's it. That. So that's the one we'll be watching next week. So join us. Indeed. For Star Trek Lower Decks Season 3, Episode 3. And Voyager season two episode, what was it? Um, I fucking forget. Uh, sixteen maybe. Sure, that sounds right. Meld. <laughs> Meld. <laughs> it's named yeah. Meld. Just look for Meld. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I guess with that, it's time for subspace transmissions. Yo. Subspace transmissions. Subspace transmissions. Oh my gosh, hell yeah, it's the part of the hell show yeah. where we look at things that people are saying on the internet. Uh, so what I've picked for you today, because we weren't looking at a specific film, I just sourced a lot of random stuff. We got some uh, random Facebook comments in random Facebook threads uh, in random Star Trek Facebook groups. Then we have some reviews on imdb.com of Star Trek Lower Decks, and then a couple random tweets about Star Trek. All right? Hells yeah. Let's get into it. Let's start with some Facebook, because Facebook's always terrible. Um, (laughs) And uh, Hunter Spelenka says, four hours ago at the time of the screenshot I took, all these jokes, and we're just going to ignore that House of Moog would be an awesome band name? <laughs> yeah, right, I guess. Yeah. Sure. I mean, if you were playing all Moog synthesizers. just doesn't sound great. You know, if, you, if your band Are name was House of M-O-O-G. Moog? Yeah. House, yeah, House, House of, of Moogie. And- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Moogie would also be awesome. Yeah. If it was just... Like yeah. dudes who dressed up as Ferengis and played Moogs. Yeah, that would be uh, isn't there a um a Klingon themed metal band? Oh, uh, Stovacore. Yeah, yeah. Stovacore. Yeah, they're from Portland. Okay. Yep. What? Yeah, I know. It's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Um, is it? Moving on. Uh, J. David York says Sony and Share. This was completely <laughs> random. I don't know what he was talking about. This was in a thread it's about rad. like politics or something. But he was just like Sony and Share, yeah. The Sony, the company that Sounds made the PlayStation me. Five and Share together. Yeah, the company that uh, made me believe in life after love. There you go. Oh yeah, right there. Uh, oh my God, this comment is too much. We're not reading the comments. Uh, Derek Vanderbreak says, uh, <laughs> "Quote somebody else and says better Pizza Hut than the communist regime." Guessing this is referencing Gorbachev. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. Better Pizza Hut. Man, he sold him out for pizza. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. As you do. I mean, I'd do the same thing. We'd all do the same thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't even get the crust, stuffed crust, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah Trump got the stuffed crust. He right. didn't, Shit, like, dude. Gorbachev didn't get the stuffed crust. Right. That sucks, yeah. man. Yeah, the stuffed crust <laughs> was, the, was what Pizza Hut was all about in the 90s. I mean... Mm. Stuff yeah. all the way. Yeah. All right, so we that do. We bottom. do actually have to go back to this comment because it's insane. I, I don't want to read all of it, but like, 
This person, but you're going to. <sighs> okay, I'll read all of it. This comment sucks and I hate it, but it's like yeah, come kind on, of funny. Come on, dude. I I read like eight thousand words every podcast. All right. You you can read okay. a paragraph. Yeah. Okay. So disclaimer: the reason I've included this this comment is because the first sentence and the last sentence. All right. Hanji Boss says. The founding daddies were mostly deistic <laughs> or masons. However, the, quote, religious freedom bit is a bit of a misnomer or euphemism. The Puritans and other Protestants were essentially Christian extremists who were not allowed to practice their BS back in Europe and came here to do so. Salem witch trials came to mind as the result of extremist and dangerous beliefs. 400 people in Massachusetts, roughly 10% of the population at the time, were accused of witchcraft. When they fled to other states to escape the ridiculous accusations, they were often hunted down and brought back to Massachusetts to be thrown in prisons with unimaginably bad conditions. So yeah, religious oh, yeah. freedom in the sense that they could forcibly remove anyone who didn't conform to their particular extremist worldview. P.S. I am an anarcho-Christian. I just call <laughs> out bigots regardless of faith. Nice. What the fuck is an anarcho-Christian? They exist. What? They're, they're like That's the, radical That is Jesus the dumbest believers. shit I've ever heard, anarcho-Christianity. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, geez, geez, well, I mean, so if you actually go to, like, Puritanist fucking reading of the Bible, like, Jesus is against most hierarchies. Okay. Like, he's against church hierarchies. He's against yep. political hierarchies. He's against yeah. hierarchies of money. He's he's essentially like Jesus and like you know the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Sermon on the um, the other sermon, you know the Beatitudes, <laughs> the other sermon, or all, yeah, the, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, the two, the, big, the two big sermons and the Beatitudes, boys. yeah, 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 and uh, mm -hmm. so both both of them are essentially like anarcho-communist shit, yeah, like you know, and that's why people are like, uh, you're. Yeah, Jesus was a black socialist, and I mean it's it's true in sure. a way, although yeah. like, socialism. In couldn't really be conceived of then because they didn't have any of the sort of material conditions we have today. Mm, right. But, you know, Jesus was against hierarchies. Uh, and then a uh, giant, the world's largest hierarchy built up around that idea somehow, which doesn't make any sense. So yeah. anarcho-Christians do do make sense. And, well, uh, respect to kind of. our anarcho-Christian friends listening. You could probably consider like the Cathars because like Gnosticism and stuff is also against... Um, yeah. Uh, hierarchies expect, and that's why they um, Gnostics were wiped out by the Catholic Church. They right, had a crusade right. uh, against them. I they mean, so, the so some of the I was going to say some of the original uh, founding fathers were Gnostics, yeah. Um, yeah, not just like theists. And so, like, yeah, they're eh, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. if you go against like saying like, oh, this one, the, the you can only get through heaven through this one building, through this hierarchy <laughs> that has like the Pope yeah. and everything else, and you don't s swear fealty to them. That's fucking. You don't get into heaven. Shit. We gatekeep the the access to heaven, and then like you know, people are saying like, actually, you don't need to, and we have a loose structure of of uh, believers and listeners, and everyone's joined can join. Then like, well, you're you're getting killed. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, but also the founding daddies. Let's not forget that the founding daddies. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, moving on. Dory Spinner says, The fact I'm not in space right now sucking android dick and smoking alien crack <laughs> makes me want a Kermit soup of side to be completely honest, fam-a-lamb. 
<laughs> this was a I really post. love Kermit Soup of Side. Kermit Soup of Side. That's so good. Pretty good. I really love Kermit Soup of Side. This was a post made in a random Star Trek Facebook group that only one person reacted to. And I just thought With it was Dory rules. Yeah. yeah. I want I want to be finding Dory if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Movie. yeah. I want to watch that movie. Yeah. Starring Ellen DeGeneres. All right. Please. Brian Thorpe says, almost 40, and disco <laughs> sucks. I also wear TNG shirts and get a lot of younger people saying they love that show all the time. Yeah, cool, I, I don't know if I believe he's, he's okay, really Okay, Brian, Brian Thorpe. Thorpe. Yeah, he's very cool. Yeah. Uh, he's almost 40, and disco sucks. You know you know who else says disco sucks? There's a lot of racists in the 70s. Yeah, mm-hmm. look at this dude's fucking goatee. <laughs> like, he's got a goatee. And he's wearing a Lamb of God shirt in his profile pic. It's, it's funny. Yeah. He's got a goatee <laughs> on his face and his head. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool if he did. He's just got have a chin like, strap on the back of his head for some yeah, reason. Yeah, a ponytail. It's, it's got yeah. quite a look. Yeah, he's got a front he's, beard he's, and he's, a rear beard. He's got a skullet too. Yeah. yeah, he does have a bit of a skullet going on. Amazing look, Brian Thorpe. Thanks for sharing it with us. Uh, but you know, I don't. If believe, you listen to the show, we appreciate you. Yeah, I don't believe anything <laughs> you just said here. Uh, Richard Fox says. There are lower deck fans, and uh, Walt Keating responds, "Grown ass adults too." Shocking, no? <laughs> yeah, I love it when old dudes are mad about stuff. Like, look at this dude's fucking. Oh my god! Look at this oh, fucking dude. guy. Like that guy rocks. And this that dude is guy, in a cover band. He, oh, that guy's it, in a ska cover yeah, band. Yeah, this guy's yeah, in a ska cover is. band. This guy just like is in a bunch of motorcycle Facebook groups, but doesn't own a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sell he's he's he's, sell, he's on his way of buying one. You he know, sells he's, he's getting, truck parts. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. He sells. He's, truck he's parts. getting the financing for it. Yeah, he's like, like one of those dudes that like uh, works for like uh, one of those auto parts shops, and he just delivers parts to garages. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a parts puller. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a puller. Yeah, he definitely pulls. He's, he's a puller. He definitely, right. yeah. He's definitely oh, yeah. a puller. Um, he pulls a lot at work. Yeah, definitely. Eric Gustafson says, only trash woke or ignoramus still pay attention to Discovery. Ban me or change my mind. <laughs> trash woke. Trash woke. Trash woke. Trash woke. Banning me will only make me come back stronger than I was before. I, I, Banning <laughs> me will only make me come. <laughs> I, I love only trash woke or ignoramus. Only trash mm. woke or ignoramus. Can I can I be both? <laughs> I don't like to My pronouns are trash woke slash ignoramus. <laughs> uh, trash slash woke. It'd be funny just to like when people say that kind of stuff, actually use those pronouns that they give you. Like <laughs> yeah. Well, trash said that <laughs> that woke <laughs> didn't like it. Hell yeah. Steve Hagsmith says, why don't you child-splain Star Trek to me some more? <laughs> I don't know what he's referring to. But I like the I like child-splain. I haven't heard that one yeah. yet. So. Yeah, mansplain's got is knocked off the mm-hmm. top, and now it's child-splain. Yeah, if you really want to stick it to somebody. <laughs> Charles Clark says, the only thing that's shameless is the political weaponization of the <laughs> FBI by Democrats. 
Well, also a show starring Steve Zahn, I think. Yeah, yeah. Steve. Shameless now. Oh, William has, H um, Macy um, as well. Well, yeah, there we go. William yeah, H Macy, Macy, the yeah. the other Steve Zahn. Yeah. Have you ever seen that show? <laughs> no. It's ridiculous. Like it goes completely off the rails. Is it good? Like, every single season, like they're all just like doing like the most absurd things, and you're just like, how does this make sense? It's no not cohesive. <laughs> Is it good? Is it fun to watch? Cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I, I got tired tired of it. <laughs> all right, all right. I this so this comment was completely like out of nowhere. So all of these comments were like fish out of water. There were strange comments. They're the ones that stuck out. And I love that this guy. Are you sure? Because I think just about everything has to do with the FBI's overreach. <laughs> in raiding a former president's home <laughs> and his wife's underwear drawer. Cool. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move on uh, from Facebook to imdb.com, where we will read some reviews of Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, Johnny West uh, wrote a review of Lower Decks. He did not give it a star rating. Uh, 16th June, uh, 2022. Awful crud. Just some money grab that has nothing to do with Star Trek. All the D-level losers show up to put their voices to stories that have little or nothing to do with Star Trek. Even as a cartoon, this stuff is dreck. Just something that must have been written by people sitting in an outhouse when they went camping. (laughs) Yeah, that's how writers' rooms are. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Also, uh, Martok is not a D-level loser. Definitely so. not. Oh, I, fucked. I, I well, also, all, well I mean, this was written. Well, I mean, he might have been on the show before this, but yeah, he was, yeah, he had another appearance. Uh, yeah. This is also after like Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis had been on there. Uh, Jeffrey Combs uh, voiced yeah. the evil computer. Famous yeah, D-level like losers. Several big famous. Yeah. D-level big. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I I just like the camping line a lot. Uh, Generation of Swine <laughs> on April tenth. <laughs> One star out of ten. An honest review. Hey, check it out. Another Star Trek show about shrieking overt one-side politics without any examination Isn't at all. After Discovery and Picard, well, honestly, it is exactly what I expected it to be. I mean, nothing says, quote, Star Trek now, as a one-sided political lecture that is so overt, it is pure propaganda, all while complaining that Star Trek fans aren't watching it. It's an honest um, review. Hmm. Very honest review. I, 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 I generally don't trust any review that's one or ten stars. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if someone's like, su- like, unless... I'm like, this was so fucking good. I got to see if people agree with me or this was the worst shit ever. I got to see if people agree with me. Like everything falls somewhere in the middle. You Typically, know? yeah. I don't love Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, out of a 10, I'd give the show maybe a six. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not terrible. It's watchable. Yeah. I don't love everything they do. It can be funny sometimes. Like for doing what they're trying to do, they mostly execute it okay or better than okay also i feel like star trek lower decks is the least political of any of the modern i, I was star gonna trek say shows. Yeah. what like, politics is he like, talking what? about i don't remember anything overtly politics yeah they don't like, even make political oh, attendee does does uh call uh orion's uh libertarian losers and stuff that that is true yeah. uh and also the you know fighting fascism is a full-time yeah oh uh, so that's, that's that 
So the Bajorans are anti-fascist. Mm. And so that's very political. So this is what this guy is talking about, right, possibly. Right, right, He's right. like, whoa, wait, f- fighting fascism? Motherfucker. He's talking how, about me. How dare you? How I'm dare a generation you? of swine. <laughs> I'm a cop. I do like Third that generation. Name. I do like that name generation of swine. I feel it's wasted on that guy. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Uh, R.R. T- R. Tiverton on March 29th, one out of ten. Obnoxious does not begin to describe it. I hate this show. Period. Hate it. Hate the dialogue. <laughs> hate the animation. Hate the forced humor. God, this is just another pathetic POS excuse with Star Trek <laughs> slapped on the title. Tried. Tried to sit through one episode. <laughs> wretched garbage. Absolute wretched. Hell That's yeah. a great review. Hell yeah. So one thing uh, I think they made a huge mistake on is like the first three episodes of the show aren't good. Yeah. Like they're some of the weakest episodes easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, like as you go along, like I would introduce people to the show like on the last two episodes of the first season. That's when it like starts to get pretty good mm-hmm. and feel like kind of Star Trekky in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the first season's pretty hit and miss. I could see why someone would feel like I was not about watching this show at all for a while because the episodes that I watched were two of the worst episodes, which was the pilot and then one, then the one watch we watched together, Spencer, mm-hmm. which uh, was. Episode like seven or eight of season two, which is yeah, just was not eight. great. I, I excrete us. It was mm-hmm. oh, fine. It was uh, fine. It was actually yeah. much better than the pilot, but there's better episodes than mm-hmm. either of those. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, uh, you know, overall, it's a sliding scale. There's no episode I've seen that I was like, that was excellent. Right. There's just been a couple episodes I've seen that I was like, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I feel it's like a fun, it's fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh, plus, you know, it's fun for, you know, nerds to watch and be like hey i know that yeah, i get the references <laughs> yeah it's not it's not like family guy level uh reference i'm not uh, no reference. nothing's <laughs> nothing's as good as hey, i'm going to kill you lois and i'm gay <laughs> like nothing what yeah we don't have we mean there are talking evil babies and um lower decks but you know they make it work you know just like that episode we watched that, today. That, that's true there was unfortunately the baby wasn't like I'm going to kill you, Federation engineers. <laughs> and I'm gay. gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that would have been funnier, right? Yeah. yeah. Like family guy does. Family. Yeah. yeah. And instead, you know, yeah, it's a missed opportunity. Maybe next time. Though. Maybe. I mean, there's, maybe. There's lots of opportunities to have evil babies. Yeah. There is. And maybe talking dogs. Uh, we, right. Oh, maybe there was a talking dog. Wasn't there? Like the one that Tindy made? Didn't that talk, oh yeah, talk, talk? no, it didn't talk. Oh uh, yeah, it did. It did at the very end. Yeah, and it's like I didn't want to talk because I know you think it was weird, and then it <laughs> flew away or whatever. I, was, I actually liked that that yeah. weird dog thing. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I like that mm-hmm. plot line. Chris Moxie <laughs> says two out of ten. I thought Discovery was bad. Ellipsis. I may update. <laughs> whoa, whoa, no, that's four. There's oh, four. sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. That's not it's an ellipsis. ellipsis and then a period. Uh, Pe- yeah, <laughs> the ellipsis. So it's like. There's more. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I may update this after. Well, that is if I can sit through the series. Just started it and so far not impressed. <laughs> this may change and I will update the review. I will watch it and if it gets better, this review and rating will. Now, so far, this is the worst Star Trek. That being said, I would rather horrible Trek 
than the latest NCO whatever or CSI wherever or law and order whatever. <laughs> and definitely reality TV. Bad Trek is still better than most other TV. I really um, loved the line NCO whatever, CSI wherever, <laughs> or law and order commissioned whatever. <laughs> yeah, what does NCO mean? Uh, I think it means Usually NCIS. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because NCO is not commissioned officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. CSI, yeah. But, you know. Oh, you know, I think it was trying to spell Jinko, but. Oh, Jinko. Oh, Jinko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we all love the I mean, Jinko TV show. Um, yeah. Law and <laughs> Order does have a have an advantage though wait, wait, over Trek. What, what is the most jinko pilled TV show of all time? Shasta McDaskin. Um, oh yeah! <laughs> oh god! I know. I actually yeah. watched that entire thing with my brother. <laughs> they have all the episodes up online and they're in dog shit quality, but we watched all like twenty some episodes. Together is there any we're physical copies of of it anywhere? No, it, it was never released on DVD, and like Fox tried to bury it because it was a dog shit TV wow. show. And it has Jake Busey in it, it and has, everything. Yeah, like, you yeah. Think, yeah, you it, think they would try uh, to save J- that? Jake Busey and Vern Troyer. Wow, oh, several That's episodes. So Junko yeah, that that that, and yeah, that was like probably the only time and and like a rap rock band. Would be featured that on was television. Literally, the only television <laughs> show about new metal yeah. to ever happen. Yeah, literally, the and only, only will that will happen unless they do something like you know, is there some sort of like you know, like that '70s show type show? Or, oh no, actually, I take that back. Where are they now? There have been several. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, um, yeah, we need a. Oops, sorry. Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, back. Oh, also Dateline to catch a predator. Yeah, there's, a couple there you of go. there's some new metal. There's new metal themed on there. On there right? <laughs> I think those are more emo guys. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, Neo Masticor on October seventh, twenty twenty one. That's a great name. Mm-hmm. Two out of That's ten. That's what I call it when I jerk off. Is I Masticor. <laughs> Two out of ten. If Kirk had nightmares, this would be it. Well, because there's multiple black people. Oh. Utter drivel. I have no clue who this is for, but it's just trash. Of course, they are going to delete my opinion because it doesn't for the mainstream narrative. Make no mistake, if you were ever a fan of the old stuff, this will ruin it for you. Hmm. Man, you're going strong though. It's almost he's going to reach his one year anniversary of that yeah. being up and not deleted. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's not being it, it, apparently he's not it, being canceled. It does for the mainstream narrative. Do, do they do they actually really moderate? No, thing that doesn't have like hate speech. Yeah. I don't. No. I, I don't think so. Like they, I know they do moderate like some hate speech and stuff, but I don't think they would take this down for him not liking the show. Right? Yeah, I mean, or not just... meeting the mainstream narrative. Yeah, as though they're a fucking news channel. And they're like, "Oh, shut this man down! He's speaking the truth." Yeah, some the I am the Neo Masticor. It's gotta be perfect. <laughs> they hated Neo Masticor because he spoke the truth. <laughs> if Kirk had nightmares, this would be it. Uh-huh. <laughs> shut up. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, okay. This one's pretty good. Uh, TKHDVMZT says, one out of ten deserves a minus one star. Not Star Trek. Not even an engaging story set in space. As others have said, it is stupid and very annoying. 
Everyone in the show is so stupid, loud, and annoying. They all act like 12-year-olds high on ecstasy. It's basically idiocracy, but in space. Avoid this garbage. Shame on the people who made this monstrosity and called it Star Trek. They should have called it Idiot 11-Year-Olds Wine in Space. <laughs> I would, Man, that's a good I, name. Yeah, I'd watch that. the show. Yeah, me too. Star Trek 11-Year-Olds Wine in Space. Yep. Yeah, yeah pretty good. And plus, how does this guy know what 12-year-olds are like on ecstasy? That's a great like, fucking mm. question, dude. Highly sus. Highly sus. Highly sus. Very sus. If Very anyone's going to get investigated, mm-hmm. it's going to be that guy. Sounds, sounds pretty Dan Schneider of him. <laughs> Dan, that's Dan Schneider. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Okay, we're not going to do that one. We're going to go on to uh, Twitter. And so, in order to... Find some cool Twitter comments. I searched Star Trek Woke on Twitter and found a few comments to talk about. Classic Rebel Liberal says, I'm I'm my wife's communications... uh, Sorry. I'm my wife's communications 1010 class. She learned graphic illustrators must include all races in their, quote, Art, so no one feels quote excluded racist related all letters of stonewall must be promoted on all effing new paramount plus woke star trek episodes fuck <laughs> cultural marxism i don't know what this comment means wait all letters of stonewall must be promoted on all fucking new paramount 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 what is that plus woke star trek of what does that mean all letters of stonewall no must idea. be promoted i have no idea i think it, i think it means like the you know lgbt oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. All letters of Stonewall. That is such a weird, deep way to say that. <laughs> yeah. Super so, like, weird. I guess, yeah, this guy's just mad. Like, for, like, uh, somehow I doubt, like, there's some rule where, uh, like, they have to have all races in their art. Cause that would <laughs> yeah, it's probably a note, like, uh, uh, graphic illustrators should uh, strive to include people of all races in their uh, graphics so as not to make anyone yeah, feel excluded. They probably didn't Especially mean, like, in marketing. And he's like, this is racist horseshit. Yeah, they probably didn't mean like you have every single painting has to have like one of each race. Yeah. Like it just has to be like just giving a suggestion like, hey, you know, yeah. include people from different yeah, backgrounds if you're doing in, t- in your corporate stuff. corporate art as a job, yeah. you're probably going to yeah. want to make it diverse because they're going to like that and it's going to make it easier for them to hire you in the future. Literally, the only way you're allowed to only paint white people and make decent money doing it is if you do fantasy art. <laughs> and that's kind of changing now. Kind of, <laughs> yes. Kind yeah. of. Kind of. But I def- it definitely seems like this guy just misinterpreted that whole thing that they said and decided to write a screed about it on Twitter. Yeah. Like, I feel like Frank, Frank Frenzetta is like the last guy to make a <laughs> living drawing only white people. <laughs> Did do some cool barbarians. Yeah, I did. But they Dude, that, the, his art's <laughs> it's pretty rad. Uh, okay, so in this next tweet, requires a little bit of setup. This person has uh, quote tweeted an IGN tweet about a new Batman animated series being canceled on HBO, mm-hmm. and they've said mm. 
great move. And then they hashtag the, I think the director or somebody, right? And they say, make a direct continuation of the original 90s show instead. We don't want Jar Jar Abraham's woke SJW <laughs> Batman thumbs down emoji. What? You folks all well remember what he did to Star Trek in the past. And then, uh, okay. yeah, I, just, I love Jar Jar Abraham instead of J.J. Abrams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that is that a, also like a Jew joke or it something? It might be. Like calling him Abraham it might be. instead of Abrams? Ooh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, it might, it might be. <laughs> the protocols of the elders of Ab- Abrams? <laughs> exactly. I mean, also, I don't think it's like they specifically targeted. St- I mean, that's the, that's the big story that like HBO has deleted and stopped a lot of their programming, right? So, yeah, like I just like this Batman thing. I don't think it was had to do anything with like anything being woke. No, anything. they, they like, cut a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like Discovery is just cutting like basically all their scripted shows and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, the Discovery HBO merger fucking sucks, it and does. like I hate all of these companies merging. Because it makes them infinitely bigger and infinitely worse. Yeah. Infinitely more disconnected yeah. from their audience and infinitely more willing to alienate anybody to make a fucking buck. Yeah. And so they're just making media for, I mean, advertisements. The people. They're making media for yeah, advertisements. Yeah, they're making media, media for people who will buy what you sell them very easily, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's all lowest common denominator, Chuck Lorre shit anymore. <laughs> Uh, All right. One more tweet and then one more Facebook comment. Prayerborn says, flying to somebody else. Prayerborn. (laughs) A few years ago, Star Trek Discovery pissed off a lot of its woke fans by having a 23rd century character refer to the great innovators like the Wright brothers, Elon Musk, dot, dot, dot. Those of us who actually believe in human achievement appreciated it. Oh <laughs> Elon Musk hasn't. A couple of things. I, first, yeah, I didn't fine. realize Discovery ever referenced Elon Musk. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. And was, yeah. Those first season. Secondly, mm-hmm. I love that there's a person in 2022, one day ago, like standing Elon Musk by quoting Star Trek Discovery at someone <laughs> on Twitter. That's fucking amazing. Mm hmm. Dude, Twitter is the place for Elon Musk dick suckers. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. you you put a hashtag Elon Musk in something, and you will either get, like, endlessly harassed or sometimes, like, 100 followers um, if you like Elon Musk. It's fucking nutty. That's so weird. They're a weird board. And also in Discovery, Tilly went to Elon Musk High School. That's right. That sucks. Right. I hate that. The only the only way this like line makes sense though is like the guy who says it, Lorca, is actually from the mirror universe and he's, oh, and he's secretly evil at this point. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I forgot him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that does right. make sense. Yeah, so okay. All right. so he, he he looks up to Elon Musk, but he would, yeah. But he's like Elon Musk was also very squinty. I wonder if his <laughs> eyes were also very sensitive Man, to life. He was such a scam artist and carnival barker. That's yeah. what that's what me, a person from the evil mirror universe, appreciates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna close things out here on a random Facebook comment that I enjoyed quite a bit. Milan Bunjavak says, 
To be honest, you haven't truly experienced French toast until you've had it <laughs> with Calaxian cum. Uh-huh. Fuck a, yes. You know what? I'm going to amend this. You haven't truly experienced French Stewart until oh. you've had it with Calaxian cum. This dude rocks. Yeah, yeah that, that dude rocks. <laughs> yeah. that, dude, that dude plays noise sets. Yeah, he does. He, oh, he yeah. Does. Yeah. He definitely He definitely looks like he might have a... Um, a uh, uh, order, of pro- order of protection Real or doll. some sort of uh... okay. <laughs> but either way he still rules <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah alright with that I think it's time to say goodbye to one of our best yeah indeed and then somebody had to die but thanks a lot Time to beam up to the big red shirt in the sky. Today we remember crewman Harper, an engineer who served aboard the Enterprise under Captain James T. Kirk. Crewman Harper expired aboard the USS Enterprise after being vaporized by a plasma flow activated by computer M5 to restore its own power supply. M5 is a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> motherfucker 5. Yeah. That's what it stands for. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, you're motherfucker 555. Five, five. I'm motherfucker 666. <laughs> yeah. Six, six, six. <laughs> yeah. Mambo number motherfucker 5. <laughs> you're 555. Five, five. I'm Star Trek 6. <laughs> Some hard luck there, Crewman Harper. So rest in peace among the stars. Thanks for your contribution to the greater good, I guess. Hell yeah. Indeed. R.I.P. Bozo. Speaking of uh, saying goodbye, that's the end of our show. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it fucking uh, is. Hell yeah. Yeah, where can we find you online, Patrick? Um, I'm at Potomac Bomb on Twitter. Cool. And also at the same on Reddit now. Yeah. You made me join Reddit. I, yeah, well, I like uh, it. we're all mods on our Reddit. Uh, yeah. y'all, y'all aren't very active. However, you will be. Right. Yeah, I've been That's I've been liking lots of posts on our welding and our oh, van dwellers. Liking, nice. just, just liking. So that's called lurking. Oh, and, is uh, it? We don't respect lurkers. We respect a lurker. Right. You can lurk. No, no, it's we okay. don't. <laughs> not, not me. Maybe you do. You're wrong, though. Uh, especially if, I mean, you're a mod. I'm new to Reddit. I've been at it for like two days. Okay. Okay. Spencer, though. <laughs> not new Spencer, to Reddit. Spencer, though. Not new. Not new to Reddit, but you gotta, you gotta get I on haven't like, truthfully like I just haven't been on Reddit a lot. Lately. I used to be on Reddit a lot, and like lately, I just like haven't mm-hmm. been on there that much. Uh, but I'll have to cool. make a change. Yeah, you will. You definitely will because I'm doing all this alone. Speaking of doing <laughs> all this alone, we have a YouTube now. Thanks a lot, Spencer. Great job on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I I put all the videos up. Uh, what I asked you to do last week. So thanks. Thanks a lot. But we have that now. Killer. <laughs> Great. Uh, also, we have a bunch of merch. Uh, go to yeah. our Etsy. If you go to any of our social media, uh, there will be a link there. Uh, we got a ton of merch now. It's all fun. Hell yeah. 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 Cool stickers. My whole car is just like loaded with, the, with them. Yeah. Yeah. I've been meaning to put uh, one of the uh, the Klingon uh, come and take it batlet stickers. You should. There. Those are selling pretty well. I need to get one before they all yeah. sell out. I, had a, I, had, I, saw, I caught someone taking a picture of my bumper in traffic the other day. 
Yeah. She was like like look look at this fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. But but you're you're that fucking loser who everyone sees online. So that's <laughs> that's better than just some anonymous loser. Am I gonna, right? gonna be on some like uh girl run or dump him <laughs> dump the motherfucker all <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> type type thing or it's like whoever whoever this if the if your man's driving this car. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's not great then. <laughs> You know, I didn't really think that one through. That that could go bad. I hope they like dox you and you get like a brick thrown mm-hmm. through your window. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Star Trek. Beep. You cranking your hog and watching Star Trek, you stupid. Beep. Your wife left you? I see why. Beep. Hell yeah. No, but seriously, buy all the things. They're good stickers. Yeah, buy all the things. They're they're good and they're they're cheap. I mean, yeah. Uh, we're we're making very little margin on all of the items but one, which I won't tell you which one. Uh-oh. Which we're making hundreds of dollars on each sale. Oh shit! It's the item that's three hundred dollars. Oh yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's a little expensive for a sticker, but you know, just put it out there. Right. See if anyone will buy it. Yeah. Merchandising. 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 Gotta do it. That's where the real money is made. Is that, is that, <laughs> yeah. that's the, made a Schwartz bewitch Yeah, I was gonna say that's. Uh, <laughs> I totally forgot the name of that fucking movie. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Spaceballs, there you go. Spaceballs, yeah, like Spaceballs is probably one of my all-time favorite films. It's truly amazing. It slaps. It's so good. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, and has Tuvok in it. It, it does. does. Tim Russ we is actually... We he, he says. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Tim Russ has said, to this day, he gets recognized from that more than he ever has from Star Trek. <laughs> really? At least in, pu- in public and not Star Trek conventions. For some reason, everyone is always like, hey... You're that guy, and he's like, oh, I was in Star Trek, and he's. They're like, like no, 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 spaceballs. <laughs> you were combing the desert. You ain't yeah. found shit. Yeah, like a line, <laughs> literally a line. Awesome. His delivery is just so amazing, though. I remember that line it's always so making me laugh when I watched that movie as a kid. Like it, it's just so mm-hmm. good. It's such a banger. <laughs> they're, he's holding a giant yeah. pro pick and combing it across <laughs> yeah. the desert. <laughs> and he's just like, we ain't found shit. It's amazing. <laughs> Spaceballs is fucking yeah, amazing. The, the reveal when they're like, yeah, we've been combing the desert and they have the big hair picks. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just one of the best g- visual gags in any mm-hmm. film ever. Very fun. So good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, can, you can find me, uh, any social media really, except for, you know, like TikTok or Tumblr. Or, is Tumblr still around? Know. After they got rid of the porn, didn't that thing mm-hmm. go away? Yeah. Yeah. Some some gay people are still on it. That's okay. about it. Mm. Yeah, cool. but it's still a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't have a Substack either. I guess. What is that? Mm. I've never even heard name, of that. What? Jesus, Substack. man. Uh, it's also Discord. Do we have a Discord? We uh we kind of do. I set up a new Discord just for dumbity bullshit stuff, but we mm. haven't. Uh, I guess I'll I'll like start inviting people to that like uh, make a little platform for it and then uh, tell people about it when when we have that. Honestly, I don't even know what a Discord is. Oh, it's yeah? <laughs> it's uh, I just hear people say it's it like a, a big lot. Chat and I'm like, room, oh, okay, it's it's like different chat. It's, rooms. Yeah, it's it's like Yahoo Chats from back in the day, except mm. like it's more directed towards one thing per Discord. I guess. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. And then gotcha. you can put sub Discords within that, and it's it's kind of cool. I guess cool. it's fine. Hmm. It's fine. We kind of had one for uh, getting ahead of bucket casts, mm. but we stopped using it. As it happens, Tight. it's dead. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I think that's all. Oh, Spencer, where do we find oh, you? Oh, uh, Spencer.zone. 
you. With that, Captain's Log Supplemental. Looks like that's all. It's time for us to warp away. Be well, travel safe. And as Ferengi rule of acquisition number 109 says, dignity and an empty sack <laughs> is worth the sack. <laughs> that's a good one. All right. Well, thanks for trekking with us, soy boys. Hang dong and shocker. Soy, 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 so